Hello, we're back once again on Bushido Cast to talk some more Bushido. And this is, uh, again, a very, really special episode as we have a guest speaker coming to talk to us. Um, and we have this week, or this time, Jason from GCT Studios. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us. That's no, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, and just to give you an introduction, you're the lead designer uh, for the game. Uh, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I'll, I, I mean, they, they say that I'm the only uh, actual employed developer for Bushido at the moment. Um, uh, Andy Palmer does work with us, but he's a volunteer. So uh, okay. at the moment, I'm just the developer. Um, so I write almost all the profiles. I do the uh, errata FAQ and uh, updates to rules and things like that. That's just all me. Um, wow, that's a, that's a lot of... Uh... A lot of different rules to come up with. Actually, it's a whole well, the entire game's worth. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it is lucky that we got the uh, the volunteer play testers, and um, uh, it's it's good because the, the company, the, the the other people know how to play as well. So, you know, I could if I put some something wrong down, somebody will pick it up usually. Uh, and uh, just uh, uh, also at GCT, I've, I've just been put in charge of the volunteer program, which is going to open up soon. So, if anybody wants to be a retainer for GCT and run Bushido in your local area and build a community. Uh, we will be opening applications to that very soon, uh, as well as revamping the playtester program. So if anybody wants to be a playtester, you can apply for that quite soon as well. Oh, excellent. That's, yeah, that's yeah, nice. That's I, I would definitely yeah. be up for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, do, do watch my battle rep videos. It might show that I don't know the game well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, so, so Jason, uh, we were going to say you're probably quite well known, um, but just but just for sort of everyone's benefit, I suppose. Uh, do, you, do you just want to maybe give a bit of uh, insight to your background on on gaming and how you've sort of come to Bushido? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been I've been playing games for a long time. I sort of started uh, Games Workshop in about '88 um, when uh, my parents bought me a box of Space Hulk. Uh, which, oh, nice. if you nice. if you haven't played it, that has some Terminators and some Gene Stealers in it. And uh, to this day, my uh, 40k armies are Dark Angels, Deathwing, and Tyranids. So uh, I do not give up with things once I've started them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I uh, I started playing more competitive stuff as soon as Games Workshop started doing that. For a long time, they just didn't do tournaments. Um, but I, uh, I was best general at the first ever 40k international tournament. Um, cool. I went from there into sort of the War Machine crowd, which is a game designed for competition. Um, I did reasonably well there. Um, I got on the England team for the WTC, the World Team Championship, for a while. And uh, eventually became a judge, which got me into volunteering. Uh, I found Bushido in my local store and immediately volunteered to be a retainer. Um, and then again, I won the first ever Grand Masters. So when Toby decided that he was uh, he was going to have a real life instead of a, uh, a job in the games industry, they asked me to carry on for him. And that's how I ended up as a as the developer for Bushido. So it's, it's a circuitous route, but it's sort of all connected in a way. That's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Glad, glad to hear about Space Hulk. So Darren's uh, got a secret gene stealer infestation going on. Uh, <laughs> I've got I've got an entire um, I've got basically got a retro style Tranid army. Like everything's like pretty much first and second edition. So it's uh, 
it's a hunk of metal really but it's like a <laughs> Most museum. of these models are older <laughs> than uh, probably most people that listen to the podcast but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I do like it when that happens I've got the original Rogue Trader uh, Termigants for my Termigants still Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> the Hunter Slayers, they were called at the time, and I've got three of the original Carnifexes still. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I love, love Screen Killer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how long you guys have been playing, but if you remember the uh, the, the current Hive Tyrant's plastic, but there was a metal version of the same thing. Um, yes. In second edition of 40K, it looked almost exactly the same, but it was about half the size. Yes. And in metal, yeah. I've got like three of those that I'm using as Tyrant Guard because I figure if you're looking at it through a scope, you can't tell how big they are, so it's like the yeah. perfect tyrant guard. You don't know which one you're shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we all think Darren's yeah. using smaller models for some gamey advantage, but uh... <laughs> that, I, I get uh, yeah, I get I get that a lot as well because I've got an old um, it's called a Broodlord now. They used to be called a Gene Stealer Patriarch, but I've got the old yeah. metal Gene Stealer Patriarch. It's the same size as a Gene Stealer. Yeah. So you cannot see it more. You, I mean, if I put it in a unit of twenty gene steels, it'll just blend in completely. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm, on Spacehawk, I've been uh, playing that with my. I've got uh, two two young sons, so they've been playing the sort of the reskin of that, the updated version with the Blood Angels uh, in that came a few years back. So that's been quite cool actually to dig that back out and just play that game. Um, it's it's quite repetitive, but quite. It's just sort of semi-addictive at the same time, just gunning down lots of gene sealers, um, hoping you don't jam. Mm, mm. So, <laughs> so it's it's, Jamming's it's, good. it's nice to see how these games kind of um, stand the test of time. Yeah, I, I like the new version as well. Like, um, it's I've, I've still got all the old ones somewhere, and um, there's they're obviously good for role play as well. You've got the uh, the huge corridors and room things that you can make into a. A brilliant dungeon especially if it's going to be sci-fi it fits perfectly um but every so often i do just break it out and think you know we, we spent 80 quid on this game we should actually play the game as well as just rob it for miniatures <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah. well great well um so as, thanks for that thanks for that insight i mean um what what we obviously wanted to talk about today was just the fantastic new brotherhood box set um and myself and darren have uh started to, to play through that um i'm i'm, I'm using the brotherhood uh, and darren's got ryujin uh with some jungle pirates um that we sort of um have you know we've, we've kind of about halfway through the game but so we've got some sort of idea and experience with them um and we've been looking at the cars and uh listening to the the uh faq uh, over the weekend so we're, we're starting to get a bit of a taste for them and um uh so far actually really quite impressed by it um uh, don't don't know about your takedown so far because you're on the receiving end of it all, but uh, but it feels like a hell of a lot of um, development time's gone into each character, and uh, they've got a lot of kind of interesting interactions we're finding, and the sort of stuff that you doesn't come out overnight. I imagine, um, and and here in the FAQ, it sounded like some of these characters might have been in the pipeline for for some time. Um, but yeah, it just really strikes me like there's a lot of a, a lot of depth to them more than at first glance, and, and they're just very unusual takes of uh, on how how diverse you can make a, a bushido uh, profile. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I liked them enough that after um, after we sort of play, got through our that partial game, I uh, I went and brought the box set, so, <laughs> so I was convinced. Um, I, for me, mostly because they. Um, 
add a lot to my existing armies, but I also like the fact that they're obviously a standalone, really cool fa uh, force to play with. Um, and um, yeah, they, they, they just were really interesting. Like in individually, each model has more going on than I expected and was really um, distinct and just felt like, yeah, this is a kind of a model I'd like to play with actually. So yeah, an e easy purchase for me. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, I I kind of feel like they're kind of like, um, you you obviously get a self-contained like sub faction, which you've got some uh, modularity around because you can put in eldest brother and Hiroto, and uh, at the same time, most of these guys were all that they're, they're pretty much all of them apart from Chupa will will work with other factions, um, and I've got you know those factions on the go, um, not sticking to one faction, uh, of course. Troopar will work with um, uh, Wolf Clan. Uh, yeah, I get. I guess in a way, he is Wolf Clan in my mind, and he works with Brotherhood. But yeah, I guess. I guess. What, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 That that kind of like just is the is the extra bonus because I guess like for me there was a it was a pretty straightforward decision to get the box um, because it, these models I feel will add a lot to my existing. Um, forces so like silver moon trade syndicate was kind of one of my favorites at the moment uh so you know the option of putting in some decent mid-range fighters through the lone swordsman um or uh or a horse archer or something like that you know these these are really interesting kind of um profiles to add to my warband uh but i also quite like the idea of running them together as well that's that seems quite um quite good fun and thematic um, and yeah, so far, based on my experience so far, it's been uh, it's been pretty good. Um, uh, so uh, we we saw probably uh, probably only just started to delve into what they can do, but uh, they seem to have a lot of potential. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think I think uh, in, for me particularly, my um, the options for my uh, uh, hill tribal warriors, which is a bit specific, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited actually to, to see how they'll shape up now because uh, I think the two Lone Swordsmen and Batu already add a lot to that sort of like sub faction, if you like, as well as um, uh, talk, these one of the winners wave models, Karu. Uh, um, they, I mean, Karu will fight, he'll go with normal distinction anyway, and Batu could as well. But, um, you know, the, I, I think they'll be, I think it'll be quite interesting to put with the Hill Tribe Warriors, I think. Um, so yeah, quite excited to, to give that. I, a go, I would actually. say the, the real dark horse so far has probably been uh, Shosu, um, the, uh, the the monk. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was going to be a complete pushover. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's really he's pretty competent actually. If he if he's got some key on him. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what we were finding because he's got such a a, a cheap melee boost. Um, and with that push defense, he's pretty good in zones because with reach, you don't know whether he's going to kind of hit you hard or whether he's going to just push you away um, and, and dodge as well makes him really quite hard to deal with. And uh, the other thing is that he's kind of a he, he's he's got options when if you see something with intangible um, uh, or was it soulless uh, as well, um, then he he'll pass his fear test, but he's also got vengeance against them. So he's got this. It's kind of thematic in a way, but he kind of like then becomes a an actual threat to things that 
really wouldn't normally be worried about what is it on the surface, say, support character. And suddenly he actually looks like he could actually, uh, you know, I guess this is to his exorcist kind of background. He looks like he could actually kind of go over there and give them quite a good, uh, uh, quite, 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 um, quite decent uh, attack. Be it he can't sustain it for too long because it's it's mostly based on his ability to key boost um, if he wants to go aggressive and and all the rest of it. But yeah, he's been really good so far in zones. Um, uh, but with a so old, like probably normally you're going to play with him quite defensively. But the ability to you know do surprising um, amounts of damage if you if you wanted to, I suppose, against some targets or at least get around their fear and, and make them um, concerned about your attack. Due to due to the vengeance and the key boost, um, was a was quite a surprise really. Just on the, on the face of it, it, doesn't look like he would be that much of a good fighter. But actually, he could be um, in certain uh, situations for a short period, very adaptable and uh, and a threat, um, which which seemed amazing really for his uh, you know eleven rice. Um, and you're probably bringing him mostly, I think, because you want his key feats. Um, but uh, but that. That, that I guess shows the depth point we I was mentioning. Um, at, 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 on the surface, it looks like a support character um, who's going to kind of help you with state manipulation, but uh, he, he can he can do more than that. So that that's a really nice design work there. Yeah, it's uh, it is a bit surprising. Um, I'm usually very protective of using uh, two uh, two cost boosts for melee or or range. Uh, there's not many ranged at all because that would be horrifying. Uh, but the yeah the the two cost boost is much uh, much better than you think it is compared to a three cost. Uh, and it can be surprising when somebody like him with melee two just goes well I've easily got enough to just go to four, which is very competent melee. And uh, uh, yeah, so we, we let it go with this guy because uh, the background dictates that he's a session Nagoe, which is a um, Part of a, they are a warrior society, so you would have been trained in combat. Um, the other one is Tenchi, who's um, uh, the Grey Pilgrim is in there, there as well, but she's special. So um, they they are a group of people who will work for any of the uh, the Michi worshipping clans, which is the ancestor worship kind of thing. Um, and uh, they don't realise that that probably doesn't include Ito anymore, so they'll still help out the Ito. <laughs> Uh, Elitios still do revere their ancestors, but obviously they pledge for Orochi these days. Um, but uh, yeah, being a, a definitely part of a warrior society and uh, having a low base uh, melee, so it can't go up too high. Um, it wasn't too bad, uh, giving him a, a boost of two. But it, yeah, like you say, it's definitely one of those things where you you see the guy in the background who's been using his feats to remove markers and states and. Um, and the spirit guardian feet and you think well let's next game i'm just going to take that guy out and all of a sudden he can say well i'm having melee four and push defense <laughs> yeah 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 well it definitely in the game uh, our little practice game um, it took my kappa off guard and the kappa is normally a pretty competent fighter and uh, just him and um shuzu in his own i was like i've got this i'm sure i've got this and i was like nope <laughs> Do dodge and push defense actually that guy's really annoying <laughs> it's like it's pushing me away <laughs> so yeah yeah really 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 good to see actually and um one of my favorite models actually from the box actually i'm really looking forward to painting that one up um just really really great design yeah i've, I've really wanted him to charge for really and and just <laughs> give him <laughs> 
<laughs> that's uh, that's really testing your existence of powers. what are you going to do? So, uh, but yeah, because the vengeance seems brutal plus one and plus uh, plus one melee strength is, uh, is 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 really quite cool. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I think Darren's just a bit disappointed that he couldn't get him in uh, junk. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the um. And, and I, I think we came out on the FAQ, but the the interaction with the control, if I've understood it correctly, is if you if you kind of absorb a control counter, you'll gain a control counter, and and the two kind of just effectively cancel each other out. Yeah, um, so you'll transfer a control counter to him, and then he gains a control counter. And now, if you gain a control counter while you've got them, it removes them instead. So uh, it's one of those things. I wouldn't say it was intended, but we sort of saw that that happened. Um, maybe Andy intended it actually, but the the playtesters sort of found this, and I was like, oh, that's that's kind of just an interesting emergent rule. We'll keep yeah. that. I like it. I'm, I'm kind of interested. To, yeah, it's really yeah, no, de- definitely. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of interested. Or I might run him with uh, the Blood Brothers at some point because I was thinking that might be a nice way to um, to to handle with their death sentence um, markers because um, I guess he could just kind of use martyr to to soak those up um might might be an alternative anyway to to how we currently normally have to clear it with lots of key um yeah i can i can see a lot of factions probably looking at that thinking if you're having trouble with um like uh death sentence markers because of uh, john bounty or uh if you're having issues with like control um because there are some strong control uh uh characters out there then He's a really good um, option if you if you're struggling with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things about him, especially, was um, we had to be very careful what factions he could work for because he has very good uh, marker removal abilities, and even Spirit Guardian is is something that you'd have to be careful what faction it goes in. I think. So um, uh, I was I was a bit worried about uh, both Ito and Colt because they don't currently have any. Uh, and I, I sort of have a big matrix somewhere that says this is what factions should be strong against and weak against and good at doing and bad at doing. Um, and so I sort of looked on it and thought, you know what, as a run-in where you're probably going to have to break a theme, both of those factions can cope with uh, a little bit of um, of marker removal. So he managed to get into all of them. Yeah, I guess that, that's a fair point because some of those factions really do like their, their themes. Uh, so yeah, it's quite a... It's an interesting compromise, but I do like that about the uh, the Ronin. It really makes it an interesting choice uh, because they they often do add something really quite interesting, and and they seem you know you we said it before they seem to be a little bit more efficient for their rice. So it's a it's a really nice kind of uh, choice. It's kind of you know it's two positive choices to choose from. Uh, do you want a, a nice theme or do you want uh, some some great Ronin profile cards? So. I, I like that. That's, that feels like a a good way to in, introduce that um, concept to the game. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, I think the next guys we were really quite in, uh, pleased by was the, the Lone Swordsman. I think this might be uh, your... Is, is this your concept? This was my one, yeah. So I, we haven't really gone through that, have we? So if, if you didn't listen to the, uh, the Q&A, uh, this box set was my uh, master plan to not have to do any work for a while. So uh, I, I convinced the rest <laughs> of GCT to everybody make one concept um, uh, and send it in. 
that's very clever because <laughs> everybody wants to make their own model so um uh, yeah. <laughs> this was my my submission for the box set uh, i think they would probably have happened eventually uh, if we didn't do it this way but i think they they fit quite well in uh, in the idea that hiroto was in a, a fighting pit for a while and uh, that's where you'd find these kind of guys if they existed um they they've got a lot of a lot going on with them. The the linked rule does take up a lot of the card, but I think it's it, it's we've we put out a couple of these recently. It's a very comprehensive way to explain something that's not that difficult once you start playing. Um, but essentially, you you have to kill them both, or they'll come back. Um, the the theme of them though wasn't really about that. It was about mystery. So they have that ability because it'll make people wonder where it comes from. Like in in game, you know, where would you? What kind of creature are they that to have this ability? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's some f- law that says Hiroto couldn't identify what their fighting style is, and um, yeah, it's all about uh, even down to the fact that they hate Tengu, but they work for the dissension. Like, where's that come <laughs> from? People have been asking constantly. Is that yeah. these are all things that we could uh, we can look at later on. But the idea at the moment is you you think about them and go, this these are very strange people how how has this come about and uh, hopefully that'll encourage people to come up with their own ideas and um they can they can run their own narrative as they play these guys that's quite cool giving it giving people a bit of space to to add their own thoughts in that's that's quite nice um i mean i i think again the really really stunning models and i kind of like uh, i can't really um work out what exactly uh are Oh, theme that is, but they, I don't, know, I don't know what it's actually what it looks like. The, the art style, yeah, <laughs> does, does look really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I was very happy with that when I saw it in the artwork for the first time. It looks a little bit like the uh, the Golden Sentinels, but not quite. It's, it's definitely mm. different to those, but has similar elements. So maybe they've maybe they're from a similar part of the Empire, or maybe that's just an effective armor. So they've uh, they've had it copied or something. Who knows? Yeah, well. We, we, we quite yeah. like them uh so we because uh, we're twins we think any anything like like that is is cool two kind of identical models so uh, i think i think we're going <laughs> to take them as unofficial mascots <laughs> so i think what like what i picked up on a few things on their card because you're right it's like it's hard to pin down where they're from because I mean, the size up attack is something we seem to see with Shiho. Um, Reach, I, th- I think, is some sort of maybe a Shiho kind of stance. But then there's other stuff about them, like that you know that's unique to them, or like the boost in movement, and um, it's, it's really unusual. And yeah, it's just there's lots of strange things going on with them actually. But, uh, but in games, they've actually been super effective and fairly straightforward. Like once you uh, get used to it like you say um they they kind of move in in unison and they just tend to move in and delete like line troopers in in particular i think they're pretty good at kind of handling those um with, with all the kind of buffs that they they're able to get and and debuffs they're able to put on without really uh too too much kind of setup um it, it's just a really efficient kind of one two kind of um um you know thing going on but they're quite they're quite hard to stop them from really being effective as well. We found because of uh, because of sidestep attack and, and reach, they're quite hard to kind of pin down where you want to be. And 
because because they can kind of keep coming back you can really be super aggressive with uh, them towards the end of the turns in particular and sort of have a bit of a, a wild charge or something like that and really push your luck with them because uh if you're pretty confident you won't lose both uh you can use it almost as a hill technique or a teleportation technique to to kind of move your guys around there's just, there's just so much you can do with uh with those kind of mechanics um it, like like we say just scratching the surface i can i can see the more you play with them the more uh, crazy and wonderful scenarios and, and uh, situations can be uh engineered uh, but yeah they they so they had, so one on one hand they 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 are they seem quite straightforward they can kind of move together and delete people but uh but i think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with uh some of the interactions um at least we, we we've seen a few kind of interesting things go on so far um and i i think the 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 ability to let one charge off at the same time is quite nice as well it just makes them a little less restrictive if you need to do something more mundane or uh, with, with one of them you you just don't you don't kind of lose both of them um, I, I thought that was quite a nice little um, add-in as well. So, uh, yeah, they've been really good play experience so far, really good fun. Yes, it, it is an interesting thing. I think the more you play them or against them, you get used to them a bit. Um, uh, one of the things I found was it's very difficult, if, if you're going to use them both to try and kill something, it's very difficult to stop them both having their first big attack where they're both there, they can get the practice manoeuvres off and they're going to have their coordinated attack. And it's, that's a huge advantage that you've got there. You've got loads of dice. Your opponent's got a lot of penalties. Um, but getting the second one off is much more difficult because you only have to take one activation off one of them and it kind of messes them both up. So like if you can, if they both go in and attack one model, as long as that model, if it, you know, whether he dies or not, if he can get out of melee, then if you attack one of them, the other one's got an activation left, but he's not going to get the um, coordinated attack and the uh, the practice manoeuvres because he's on his own now. The other one's exhausted. Um, the uh, and uh, the one like they hate Master Kusa, for example. Um, Master Kusa will uh, exhaust one of them, and then the only thing you have then is to charge the other one in and let him get killed. And what I've found there is if you just don't try and kill him because it's, it's wasted effort, you know, you charge one guy in knowing that if he dies, he's coming back. Well, don't kill him then. Let's just do something else. Yeah. Um, it, it, it took a long time to get used to all these different uh, different ways of playing them. They certainly make you look at the game differently. Uh, I was going to say, like, um, uh, it, with my very limited experience, I, I was immediately looking at splitting them up in one way or the other. And, like, um, I, I was playing... Um, with Sami at the time, so I was like, "Oh, if I make one prone, then you know that one has to stand up." So that, so anything to basically split them up seems like it would be useful to me. Yeah, yeah, and all of those things are great, and yeah. um, it's uh, it's like I say, the more you play them, the more things you sort of find and go, "Oh, this is what I can do now." Um, there's a uh, if you can immobilize one of them, for example, again, just stopping them getting off their coordinated attack and the feet because that's devastating once they get into melee with that yeah absolutely they, they do they do uh they, well, they can just delete people very efficiently if, if not kind of um uh split up um yeah we I, I really do like the idea that you you can be uh like you said you you can be quite aggressive with them if if the enemy can't take both out and 
being able to kind of heal as well strangely if you you know if one's looking like a bit wounded through missile fire you can sort of charge them off it's, there's all sorts of shenanigans that can go on with them so um yeah been been quite good and uh, as i mentioned like the option of putting them into something like silver moon is quite appealing because that's a, a decent mid-range fighter that uh don't often see in that kind of faction so so that's uh that's potentially quite uh quite quite a good option um so yeah so pretty pretty impressed by them so far and and that uh uh the the stat line being able to boost so much more than usual i think is quite intriguing um like if you really wanted to you could you 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 could kind of um be super aggressive with one of them let's say and charge off a bit further than expected so i just like things like that because it might just catch people off guard um you might be able to get a, a support character and there's a few factions that can do that very well but um the factions these guys can go in can't normally do things like that so these sort of um slightly you know, unexpected type stuff so um yeah i think uh, that just gives them an extra an extra few layers which is pretty cool yeah i'm, I'm waiting to see uh, one of the few things we just didn't test at all was these guys in a ninjas list so i'm waiting to see what the ninjas come up with because i think mm. uh you do have to give up your ninja fantastic theme lists, which are all amazing. Uh, so it's a huge cost to get them in, but I do wonder if there's anything in there for it. So, yeah, if anybody's out there who wants to try it and let us know, that would be awesome. I'll, I'll definitely be trying them um, in Jong and uh, Sword of Dissension. He'll try, <laughs> he'll try Warriors. <laughs> I think it'll be really interesting um, for both of those factions. Yeah, I haven't yeah. thought about them uh, much in Tengu either, to be honest, in this dissension, sorry. Uh, the, the hatred Tengu and including in dissension obviously pushes them to ill tribe lists. But um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about how they, they go in. We had, um, we, we've, we've got some feedback for it, obviously, from playtesting, but they just said, uh, you know, you, you can have them, they're fine. They don't do anything spectacular, they don't break anything. Uh, but they're good models to have around. So I'm again um, want to see more detailed um, reports of what happens with them because I think I think they can have a, a good effect in in a lot of lists. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, uh, it makes um, uh, quite a small sub army that I, I like playing just because it looks nice. It just gives them more options. So I think it just it's just nice to kind of revisit the hill drive. Um, um, army, if you like, or sub faction, and just try out some different things with it. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, I've not played against the Hill Tribe for a while. Um, back up in Manchester, Jim Hasker used to play all Hill Tribe for a while, and uh, it was infuriating that he had so much brutal, and then a lot of armor one, toughness one. So you, you never had the right, um, you never had the right counters for anything. Like you go in and ah, oh, I've got Pierce, I can finally get through your armor two. And then all of a sudden it'd be the toughness two armor one guy. Uh, so, I mean, they obviously have fantastic movement because they're in Tengu. So all the um, special cards are still there. So he was choosing his battles and it, yeah, it was, it was always just infuriating to play against. So anything that will help that list out. I think they need a theme list, to be honest. We should do a, a Hill Tribe theme list at some point. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely definitely be into that. Yeah, we, we were thinking good counters um, 
would also be things like um, anything that sort of moves multiple models, uh, like group and order, because uh, then you can kind of try to engage them at the same time, maybe split them up. Uh, an indomitable could be really good against them as well. Um, so there, there's probably a few things out there that might help you with them, but I, I think they, they feel like they can quite efficiently just move around the table and, uh, and, and kill people if, if not handled well. <laughs> so uh, uh, pr pretty good unit uh, just, just for, for damage output. But I, I, I kind of feel like they're, they're best off when they're fighting against weaker or sort of, you know, line trooper level um, profiles. Like, because uh, they're, they're, they're good in combat, but they're, they might be outclassed by someone who's, who's really, really good and able to boost back dice and, and kind of um, deal with them with, uh, with more specialist kind of equipment and rules. Um, that 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 that's kind of perhaps how I feel like about them anyway right now. But um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if you sort of had any feedback on that uh, during development, uh, so what they what they seem to be good at. So uh, there's there's a few things which I know that they're very good against that I wasn't going to go into because I thought it's better for players to find out. But it turns out they've already worked it out. Uh, so um, it's already on the Discord and things. So uh, they're really they're really good against uh, things with aggressive. So Oni and Gorillas, they are great anti-Gorilla tech because you can just on their own, just by both of them walking in, you can inflict that minus two penalty. Gorillas are aggressive, so they've got no defense dice. Yeah. Uh, Oni are the same. If your Oni's aggressive, they've only got three dice. Uh, they do have Indomitable. Um, but uh, you're still upon five dice. Uh, so... Uh, Oni show uh, probably the better ones because they're aggressive a lot of the time. Uh, and again, if, if you if you can get somebody rolling no defense dice, you are going to kill them. Uh, and um, yeah. you can often do that and still roll enough defense dice that if you fail to kill them for some reason, they they don't even kill you instantly back, which is uh, the the Oni show thing, or throw you about, which is the gorilla thing. Um, so yeah, the the. The, the inflicting the minus two instead of minus one means that just those two models is fantastic for anything with melee three and aggressive, which is quite a common profile. Um, I mean, I, I, I actually I have gorillas, but I've, I haven't used them. But I played against them quite a few times, and we generally don't find them that bad. And I think we just feel aggressive is such a big uh, negative trait um, that you, you normally pay quite a lot. Uh, to to try and get people into the aggressive state through uh, like um, throwing mushrooms at them or whatever, um, I, th I think it is really a big a big deal. Um, and uh, certainly with my Oni show, uh, Oni Yomi is actually quite a, an attractive profile for the ability to actually retain um, some defensive dice. <laughs> uh, so um, it's it, it is like. A, well, for us anyway, it's not been that big, bigger a problem. And actually, yeah, definitely, if we want to kill a model, then making it aggressive is is one of the best way of doing that. And uh, uh, like uh, Toshiro, to that extent, looks very interesting. Though he's definitely a double-edged sword, where you can't necessarily control it as well. But if you got like, uh, is it Tem Temo the um, uh, and, and uh, a few other characters they can put aggressive out? That's a that's an amazing, uh, amazing thing to do uh, if you want to kind of set up a, a kill. So, uh, yeah. It's, it, it, but that, that sounds really interesting, though, about, yeah, what the, 
yeah, low tools from I can definitely see them doing yeah, very yeah. well against aggressive models. Um, Excellent. Okay. Well, um, we're going to say the the other guy who's really stood out in the game is uh, Kendish, or you know, in our, in our kind of little play testing of it. So, uh, um, I mean, he just stands out as a really good profile for not a lot of rice. Um, and and I, I I know in the FAQ they kind of address that saying he's stupid and stupid is quite a, a big debuff, um, but it's a debuff I can kind of live with. I think aggressive, as we just mentioned, is a pretty is a is a debuff that's hard to keep a model around for for long. Um, and uh, we just found a lot of other rules on him have really just made him far more kind of um, versatile than uh, you know and given him more layers than at, at first glance. Um, so like being strong and medium has really helped uh, against some some sort of you know size test. He he's actually quite competent at passing those. Um, he's he's natural uh, range defense because he's got cover and he can potentially give out cover as well. Has been super useful. Um, just makes him pretty difficult to deal with at range and potentially mobile cover for people who need it. Um, so that's that's been really great to, to see as well. And uh, and I'm I'm particularly looking forward to playing more with this guy because uh, his strongest rule just sounds like uh, it's going to be perfect to deal with monks. Uh, they're just <laughs> well, yeah, I have a lot of monks in my local meta. You, you uh, do temp, have a temple you have yeah. free monk players, so, uh, don't you? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> this guy is um, going to get a lot of table time. <laughs> so. so yeah. So no, normally monks, when just about you're finishing them off, that that's when they kind of finally use up their key to boost back up to you know four dice or whatever they need. So this this guy to me, I, I think he's just really versatile because he can be a finisher. He can go in because if you get someone on low dice, sometimes they're able to boost up to uh, to to hold you back. You won't be able to with this guy, and he hits so hard. Um, at, the, at the same time, he can he can kind of set people up as well. So with wrestling, he can. He can um, kind of, uh, you know, f- throw people around or grapple them down, so then they're ready to, um, uh, to to be, you know, pounced on by someone else, maybe the the, the the two swordsmen or whatever. So he's quite he's quite good in that way. I mean, he he kind of reminds me a little bit of Dichi because he's a, he's a sort of a strong man, but uh, he's he's got a bit more going on with him, and and some of that's not great, uh, but but most of it I've, in terms of like having things like stupid. Um, but uh, and, and only one key, uh, so I think that's kind of how you fit that mush into a sixteen rice profile when you've got some uh, some things like that. But uh, yeah, there's there's some really great things, and that's before you get to his fast spin, which is obviously uh, one of his his his, his standout kind of traits, um, uh, which which looks very interesting. Um, but I actually I quite like. Yeah, I have to see that on the table because uh, yeah, it, so- it sounds like it could be uh, yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> it could be chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those. It, it's not always the right thing to do, but even when it isn't, you kind of want to try it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so. I I think he's probably a good sixteen rice model, even if he never uses fire spin. But I think uh, I, I think there's few people who, who play games like this and don't just go, you know what, I just want to see what happens now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's just send him in. <laughs> I I've, I definitely feel like that as well. I'm I'm feeling like he's doing a lot of work, uh, regardless. But 
I mean, so I, I, as I said, I played Silver Moon, so he kind of has got some Buto-esque, uh, you know, things going on just because of his size and his, his number of wounds and Intimidate, things like that. Um, so, so it's quite, so that's quite cool. Uh, so I've, I've just enjoyed playing him more like a Buto for, for the moment. But uh, yeah, the fast spin looks like pretty crazy once you get that off. And I have got some plans in the future to maybe combine him with Dafukaya and some uh, far Kami and just do like a, a kind of flaming list and, and just see, you know, if that's any good. Uh, maybe miss out for a bit, a bit to help me win the tactical role <laughs> later on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think, I think that could be thematic if nothing else. Um, uh, so yeah, it could be quite good fun to sort of see if he, if he can work in that list. Yeah. Strongest is an interesting rule. Uh, and, and I, again, uh, we, we saw it a bit in playtesting, but I, I really want to see how it affects the game now it's out there. Uh, it's a different way of making a good melee model. And uh, I think it's it obviously being a different mechanic, it's going to affect different models differently. So, yeah, like you say, monks are going to hate it, whereas samurai might not care so much, um, which is different to other mechanics for making models better. Um, so, yeah, it's, that's that's going to be interesting for me. Uh, I think you you already said it, but he, he basically does he benefits mostly from being firstly being a Ronin, so you lose your faction theme list if you want to take him, um, and also having stupid, which keeps his points cost right down to sixteen, which is you know if he didn't have those traits would be ridiculous. I think the uh, not being able not being able to do scenario actions for any model is one of the biggest hits you can take. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're still spending 16 rice on a model that can't help you win the game yeah. uh, in, in a lot of the scenarios, you know, you have to do those scenario actions. Um, that's, that's, that's how he can be so cheap. Uh, but even for that, like it's, he's got all those wounds. He's pretty good in melee. He's got all those specials. I, I would be amazed if people don't find some use for him in some factions. We, well, we definitely think like uh, he's going to be better. He's going to be particularly good against some models. So I like the fact that I think in the background he fights against the wraith, and actually, uh, providing he can get like past his fear test to get to the wraith, which I, I can only imagine he used the event card to get steadfast. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, he he actually because uh, he stops him boosting. That's actually really good. So I, I really like the way that that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and it'd be really good against track or anyone who's basically got cheap boost. He's just uh, really, really great against. So yeah, it is. I think that's kind of what I was saying earlier. It feels like a lot of this stuff isn't stuff you kind of come up with overnight or um, you know in a in a short short space of time. It's it's really imaginative um, uh, thinking. Um, so uh, so that's that's really great to to see that on the card. So he's uh, you know quite. It just makes him a pleasure to play when he's got some interesting rules going on, deliver something quite different to the table. Yeah, I'm I'm always looking for those little links where, uh, like you say, he's he, his background is fighting the wraith under his village, and uh, and he's got that one thing that the wraith is obviously going to hate. Um, anything like that, if you find those on my models, just point out that you found them because it makes me smile and people recognise them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, well, I mean, I, I must admit, I'm I'm really looking forward to using him in in Jung, and um, mostly because then Yori can use his uh, sake bottles and get, you know, sort of, yeah, you know, finally, you know, we got yeah. something that 
that you can throw those at. Yeah, it should yeah. be fun. <laughs> it's um, it's going to be. I, I'm not sure what the release dates for everything are, but there's. Uh, I think Gordon finally had enough of people asking, so there's there's about three of those models with fire coming for junk. Oh really? Um, oh wow! <laughs> uh, okay. So this is just the first one. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I think uh, constant questions on the forums and at conventions. Oh really? Oh, we. Okay. Uh, there was a point during the uh, the new edition playtesting where I was talking to Andy Palmer and uh, I, I uh, we we had to change uh, the first Sea Witch because she was going in the starter box and uh, so we changed one of her abilities and we said oh this won't do anything until this other model comes out and I said you realise if we release this then a, a technically a minor theme of junk will be having model models having abilities that don't do anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for future releases, but uh, yeah, the more fire models are coming, um, and this is the first one. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more sake bottles thrown as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be good fun to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I think I think I think Tendish will go in really well with Jung anyway, and uh, yeah, I mean he's strong and he's got one key. He's uh, he's hard. Yeah. He's a Jung model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, really looking forward to to, to seeing him, uh, but playing with him rather than against him be be good fun. Yeah, I, I think the mobile cover thing is also really interesting with him. So I'm kind of interested to see how how we could explore that and make the most of uh, that going forward. Um, I, I think it's. I mean, I I, I play with a couple of models that uh, provide um, mobile cover, like the high tech guard and. Um, the Shushai uh, and um, the sorry for the pronunciation there, but it's the uh, statues from um, from um, Rokan, um, yeah. And yeah. Um, it's actually super useful. I, 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 it's one of those rules I didn't expect to be as useful as it was, but um, yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty pretty powerful if you want to protect someone. So yeah, I, I can imagine it being really useful. Cool. Okay. Um... So, I guess the 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 other person who we've actually thought was also really good. I guess maybe that's the thing. We're we're, we're quite enjoying all these guys, I suppose. Um, is Batu? Um, he's uh, like he's just coming out the game uh, with a huge amount of speed and mobility, and uh, and I guess he's not exactly playing how we kind of expected to from the start. But actually, we're really quite. Uh, enjoying how like how he actually plays like uh, I suppose what I'm saying is when we first looked at him we thought he'd just sort of um, trot around and ping his bow around and, and kind of uh, take a few people out with a bow and actually he's um, he's he's quite different like he's he's normally just pinning people down with a bow though he has he has had a pop at Ryujin uh, and that went quite well um, so he can he can bizarrely kind of take on some targets, but generally he's more kind of almost control when he's when he's using his bow to uh, to 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 mobilize people. Um, and uh, it, we've it's actually his 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 melee potential is is pretty threatening. Uh, I mean, I've used the cave bat rider um, for Bakimono, and anything that's that fast, cavalry with banzai and decent movement. Um, is is a is a big threat to um, any sort of exhausted or uh, model that's run or or just on low dice for whatever reason. He can just go in and give the the finishing blow, and with uh, with with his pass and strike, he can 
really push his luck and put all dice in attack, hit them, and then kind of get out before they can hit back. And then if you've timed your cavalry right, then he can kind of trot off again. So it just means he's, it's just so many different things he can do in a turn. And um, it's quite hard for your, for your opposition to, to be able to counter um, those things. Well, but, I mean, uh, playing, playing against him, it, it's just the threat yeah. range was in, in, immense. Because um, uh, you didn't, like, it's very hard to know exactly where he's going to end, where he starts a turn and where he's going to end a turn, <laughs> very far apart, or potentially. Um, and um, yeah, he's just super mobile, and um, because of that, that just means that my support characters in, in this particular game were felt very vulnerable. You know, they they yeah. didn't feel. Uh, yeah safely tucked away anywhere. Um, and I'd say also because he can flank and he can kind of reflank during the game, mm-hmm. he's often just running around, you know, behind the enemy where they don't want him to be, which makes his, his shots better and his threat just more awesome uh, if he can get a surprise off on someone. Um, and, and that's typically where you see characters go down when, you know, when if he can catch someone off at the wrong moment. Um I mean, certainly you you weren't willing to run with anyone on the first turn, so there was there was sort of all sorts of indirect effects of well, having yeah, a character like that around. That's it. Where you've got a model that can move that fast is because you know that if if you start running a model and then you have it exhausted, it's it's on one you know potentially on one dice and uh, uh, easy pickings basically. Yeah. So so yeah. So we've been really pleased with uh, how how he plays, um, and uh, like I guess. I've been thinking about how I might want to run him going forward. Um, I mean, I, I use Fujin's charm on him because I just thought that was a nice upgrade to um, kind of thematic because I think it's a Tengu uh, one. Uh, uh, I think he goes with Tengu, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Up, yeah. 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 Uh, he's a tribesman. He's a tribesman, yeah. That's, that's, that's why I was uh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> making some sense there, but I thought I'd better check. Um, uh, but, it, but it just seemed to make, like, because he's quite hard to get a egg bead on um, and being able to just relocate kind of just it doubles down on that kind of uh, hit and run thing um, but I, I think going forward I, I probably will try to get second chance in there because I think if you are going to combat you, you you are sort of trying to win that attack roll if you're if you're trying to get out of there before you get hit back and and you don't want to fluff those dice rolls um, and you can't boost um, so you, you're talking about going basically into models and you, you think and, yeah. oh, just going all, all in on attack and trying to just get an attack off. Yeah, get I think so because attack is the best form of defense in, in the way of this guy because if he can if he can do an, an attack and get around, you know, because he can do damage and then get around them. Okay, um, interesting. Then, yeah, um, but that's kind of high risk uh, kind of if you like, so maybe second chance is a is a good card. Um, and Vile of Ragen's Breath, I just thought would be really fun as well because uh, it's like he, the, the the one thing, one issue we've had so far, um, and I am oh yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Darren's used things like Kappa and uh, Ashinaga Tanaga against him and stuff, and I'm Ragen. It's like uh, he's a uh, he's yeah. He, I've, got, I've got three. Well, in that particular game, yeah, I have three yeah. models up. Uh, generate difficult terrain, which um, yeah, did unsta- not appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> so. unstable, unstable can be a bit of an issue. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, but yeah, just I guess generally when you're on that kind of size based and and charges being what they are, they have to be straight lines. The the option of um, just just kind of being able to 
really charge wherever you want, uh, you know, once a game uh, with the range and the, because either you want a bit more movement or you want to be able to fly over the scenery. Um, that that sounds really good as well. So um, I think I think there's a, but then he is quite expensive and I'm talking about adding more points to a, to him and uh, and then that stuff makes him any tougher. <laughs> but uh, but he is quite hard to get a bead on and he's got some range defense and, and all that kind of stuff. I guess he just has to watch out for key feats that um, like laws and stuff like that could be quite hard, nasty against him, but he, he can probably dictate where he's on the table. So yeah, it's so far really good fun to play. And um, uh, I think Dan, you found him quite a pain and, and was was quite impressed by him so far. And sound, you sound like you want to put him with rule mandate or something like that. Uh, well, um, yeah, I, 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 possibly. Yeah, if I, if I, if it were tries men, the shaman and him using rule mandate could be pretty pretty nice. Um, for the uh, as um, size test for the uh, the mobilize uh, could really tie a lot of people up, um, but I, I I think he's got uh, he obviously has a wider use in Tengu. I'm, I'm really, really for me really interested to see what what he can actually add to to, to my Tengu. Already pretty mobile to have him as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, he he uh, he's also he's available to Jung. I think. Um... Is it Jung for him? No, it's Silver Moon for him. Yes. Um, which is I, 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 one of the ones that I don't think we, we looked into much. I think he'll he'll be fine, but I don't think he's going to be outstanding. Um, but he is also in obviously available for Shiho and the the, the flanking, reflanking and the huge manoeuvrability really plays into their playstyle well. Yeah. Uh, they uh, one of the the really cool things is with. Um, with the cavalry move, you can move to get an angle where you can charge somebody and force them to turn for your melee so that somebody else will then get surprise on you, even if you then um, sidestep out and, uh, and aren't in melee anymore. They'll, they're then facing the wrong way and they have to turn so that either Batu or the rest of the army will then get a surprise on them. Mm-hmm. So he's good for setup, um, especially if you charge somebody with one activation counter left. Yeah. Um, you can cavalry off to the side, charge just to the side. They then have to turn to face you and somebody else will charge them in the back or just melee them in the back. Uh, this is basically me setting out my stall. I think this is probably as good as light cavalry can ever get in Bushido. Um, the, the the huge cavalry value, the um, uh, Bansai and bonus, a charge bonus is going to be something that's on all cavalry. Um, Heavier cavalry with armor and the samurai armored samurai were on possibly barded horses might have a lower cavalry value, but uh, I think you also mentioned the the obvious way to play around them, which I, I like that it works because I think it's it's quite historically accurate. Uh, you beat cavalry by putting things in the way of them because they're not that good at uh, at navigating through difficult terrain, and uh, if that works, then that's fantastic because it means there's some some easy ways to introduce counterplay and cap is available to nearly everybody so that's that's one yeah, <laughs> well, if, you, if you're really worried about this guy that's one way and it is it's massive because um uh, like i've i was uh, you know you can re- i've read the unstable rule but when you see it in, in effect it's basically every inch he goes counts as four inch moved i think that's correct um yeah so rather than going you know you know, rather than let's say you know Banzai in t- ten inches, it's two two and a half. It's it's nice. It's it's a, it's a world apart. You know. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it was it was cool to see actually. Um, 
Uh, it was one of those unintentional things when we uh, set the armies up um, <laughs> that we quickly found out was a yeah quite quite an interesting <laughs> interaction. It's, yeah, it's not not too many people have got that. I think in um, the uh, the the old armies got it. Uh, it's, it's kind of rare, isn't it? It's, it doesn't come too often. I, I think it's something actually you were saying. Some of your junk have got it as well, bizarrely, well, even though. Uh, oh, well, it's like. Uh, and, uh, no, I'm stable. Oh, I'm stable. Oh, yeah. 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 I think. I think. I think. I think legs, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You, and um, I, I think uh, again, Yori. I think if he, I think, maybe, maybe it's not. I, I, I could have thought one of them got drunk and got unstable, but maybe not. Um, um, no, no, it's Yori. Yeah, yeah. He he gets unstable when he has a drink or two. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, he's, he's not. He's not as good as Hiroto. Hiroto is. Uh, yeah, he keeps um, it. Hiroto, Hiroto just gets dodge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, but no, we've been really uh, impressed by him, and, and he's he's good fun um, uh, so far. I think I think once we've kind of thematically got our heads around the idea that he's pinning people to the ground with arrows, which is something that uh, I think Ben brought up in the in the FAQ. Uh, the QA, um, Craig. It was, it was the QA. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, then, uh, then, it, then it all kind of makes sense. Um, what what he's kind of up to. Um, yeah. But it's nice that he can still uh, he, he he can still threaten uh, some targets, which is which is pretty cool. Um, uh, it's actually two targets. two models in the box kind of have um, interesting interactions actually with uh, Solus, which is I think quite a good thing because we we generally see Solus as a kind of uh, a massive advantage um, so it's nice to see some things which um sort of make it not pure advantage it's kind of more of a that it's normally good but there are situations where it's not gonna be as useful um so yeah that's that's quite interesting for to see from my perspective yeah i think that's some biases from the the designers coming through there i think uh especially uh we've done uh, with the <laughs> D D. Death and Decay uh, being popular at the moment, it's um, it's one of the things that people are saying. Let's let's make sure there are counters too in the game. Yeah. That wall of Karai is just so intimidating when they set it up, and you know that none of them are going to die. <laughs> yeah, we we actually we haven't got a Death and Decay player yet, but <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot. It sounds. Like... I've, I, I've got all the zombies. I just haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't unleashed them yet. Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess that's the interesting thing. I, I think um, I think it was t- I think it was touched on in the Q and A, but like um, uh, there's it's hard not to have local metas and to have your own. Um, you could, it's, I mean, me and Craig have done quite well. I think we've got almost all the armies between us, but still, it's um, it, yeah, it's it's hard to get uh, the full coverage of all the armies. So it's interesting to hear what other people. Um, play with what they have problems yeah. with or, or not because yeah because yeah, we don't seem to find that many problems with anything but we're aware that there are some things out there um which, which obviously you know come up but uh, uh but but then maybe because we, we're always switching up what we play so often it's really hard for there to to be any kind of long-lasting issue because we're just kind of completely changed factions or uh, or play something very different to the next game and um, there's so many different interactions in Bushido, um, you know, that it's, it's hard to get uh, too worried about one kind of uh, setup. But I guess if you're playing against the same thing over and over again, then then that's probably where it starts to become more noticeable. Yeah, I, I, for, for me, uh, it's a, it's an odd thing, but um, 
you, you don't have to balance the game exactly right. Uh, if there are a few things which are slightly ahead of the curve, uh, that actually promotes people to take the things that tech against those. Um, and then if you know if everybody's showing up with those things, it's probably too much of a problem. But if there's enough of it, the people playing those are like, oh well, I have to play something else because everybody's ready for my list now. So it's it's stopped becoming that top tier list because everybody's brought something to beat it. And then they have to play something else, which means that your tech to beat that becomes less valuable. And that gets you a sort of a cycling meta with where the the four or five different things which are seen as good in the game sort of pop in and out of, of what people play if they want to win tournaments obviously if it's if people are just playing pickup games and narrative games it matters a lot less but um for, for the competitive uh, meta as it were they, those things pop in and out and it means the meta is constantly changing so my goal is to uh, if something is a bit ahead of the curve then that's fine as long as there is counterplay to it or we can we can always add things in a later date um, you know, I mean, uh, the, the famous one at the moment, uh, certain people have made famous, uh, is the two gorillas in uh, in Silvermoon, um, and um, you know, if that proves to continue being a problem, maybe we'll release a running gorilla hunter, yeah. and and that that then if anybody says I'm having trouble with the gorillas, we'll just point at the model and say, well, this this is the answer. Why aren't you using it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, we, uh, this one the. Things that we, we were hoping to go to the uh, UK Games Expo this year, but we're definitely in, hoping to get more into that side of uh, tournaments. If, if nothing else, just because it'd be cool to see what other people are playing. Um, really, you know, really would be to kind of get out of a sort of meta. I mean, we're quite fortunate actually. I think we've got, I think we actually have about ten people now that play locally, uh, or between the two groups that we have, um, which is not bad to be honest. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to go to a tournament and. Uh, experience a bit more so yeah yeah one of, one of my favorite things about well, both playing and uh, getting to oversee and watch the tournaments is seeing the different metas show up with different things that they think are, are, are what's gonna win and they all get to clash and we find out which one actually was the best on the day yeah. um, and then everybody goes home and things and even the winners are like well I'm gonna have to change my list now I've seen these <laughs> things yeah that's it it is great when we get these these big tournaments and it's um, you know twenty people playing four games each, and uh, yeah, or even more. If, you know, uh, we we were up to thirty something for uh, Adepticon. So uh, these uh, yeah, it, it's it's really good to see the the clashes of the the different metas and people looking at lists and thinking, oh yeah, I, I know exactly how this works. And then they get trounced by it and they go, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> back to the drawing board. Yeah, def- definitely on the docket for when um, when when it's possible to to do that because I, I also signed up for Daimyo de South as well so uh, we we hopefully get to all these tournaments when they when they can start happening again and uh, uh, there's there's the Robot Dice Explosion um, online uh, World Cup coming up as well so hopefully we will get a bit of a taste of what's brewing out there and what people are um, sort of squirreling away and kind of coming up with playing their mates and so on so. Uh, that that would be quite cool just to to see kind of what's what starts emerging, because um, I think you're right. It's unless you see something really competitive play, um, it, it, that's that's really where you get to see whether things are probably a problem or or whether they just sound like a problem. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, yeah, um, that that would be great to to, to see emerge, uh, especially with the influx of players we've had recently and you know the varied ideas and ways of 
approaching the game that will no doubt um, come from that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the um, the World Cup's going to going to fill up soon because uh, that's if nothing else for me. I, obviously, I want to see the games, but also I, I want the the data that we're going to collect from that and um, see what what people have have come up with that is working and isn't working and. Um, just, uh, just yeah, just generally see what the state of the game is because we've we've had nothing uh, major since the uh, the game was released last UK Expo when we uh, when we released the game and had the first tournament and we've not really had anything since. Yeah, there's been some, yeah, been some major releases as well. I mean, um, obviously, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thinking of um, Wolf Clan and uh, Utah. I guess it just um, as well as everything else, I've missed tons of releases, really. But yeah, that's, even since I've been playing over last year, it's um, there's been some amazing changes. Um, so, um, I, I, I guess, then, Craig, did you want to talk about the the last guy from the box set? I think. Uh, yeah, Trooper. Yeah, which, which so now makes a lot more sense yeah. about his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something about him that kind of looked interesting. Yeah, uh, and and I kept saying his name out loud and thought it sounds. Yeah, so it's good to know. So this is kind of a, an Iron Maiden-inspired character, which is really cool. So this is going to make one of our local players very happy because he's uh, a big fan of, of that kind of music. So um, so, so that's cool. Um, uh, I, I've, like, so we play quite a lot of, uh, sort of HP Lovecraft-inspired games, and by the end of it, most games, most of your characters are either dead or mad. And uh, and so it's quite... I really like the idea of this, like... The, the rules on this guy I think are fantastic just the the fact that he kind of still thinks that there's a, a, a war going on and he's basically just um, traumatized beyond, uh, beyond you know beyond reckoning and um, but but is still capable of heroics and uh, and has got sort of a, a set of traits that really stand him apart and I think thematically deliver something to the table that uh, is, is really great to see um, I, I'm a big fan of uh, last stand and uh, like the idea of him with last stand and tar that's uh, kind of holding on to his banner is is fantastic um, but uh, also seeing him banzai around I think is is quite cool because uh, anyone with a banner should be kind of leading the way so yeah I think that that's that's really cool um, and because he's got sort of some drawbacks I suppose in the fact that he's got fright marker uh, at the start of every turn uh, you're able to get all this at a very efficient 14 rice cost, which is super good, really. Um, I guess he, the only thing is I feel he kind of competes in that space, perhaps with Hiroto, um, if you've got that model. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he, he is still delivering something quite different and um, light-footed being one of the standout <laughs> yeah. things. But is it, which I could do. It's one of those rules you probably wouldn't, wouldn't even look twice at until you uh, give space for Oji and then two other people yeah. that produce difficult trees <laughs> it's, it's like like how you, you maybe you look at your list to say i've got something that can deal with fear i think now you kind of need to go to i have something with, you know like it's, it's nice it's definitely with, nice if you can um, with, with the with the table <laughs> if it's turned to march um but uh yeah i mean i so i i think he's um uh he's he could be surprisingly quite aggressive i suppose because he's got sharp which um kind of links into the the wolf clan um Combo attack one is pretty good because he can get extra attacks through the Brotherhood theme, um, so he can he can do some damage. But I, I just like the fact that uh, 
he's he's tarless and um has last stand that that is super powerful in my opinion because uh he he will if you want to kind of uh force the enemy's hand if you like go very aggressive if he wants to and uh and and sort of um see it through to will get all his activations out it's a bit like uh uh Karu in that sense um um, so that's that seems very powerful to me. Uh, I guess um, the biggest problem is, uh, like, he has to clear his fear to get into combat with. Uh, if he wants yeah. to actively get into combat with another, he's model, frightened. Because yeah. he fears every model, which, which is worth. Which worth he can saying. do with rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. Can, he can do that with rally. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting model. This one, he does have a lot of rules that sort of work against each other. Yeah. And uh, it does sort of come together to make a cohesive whole, but it's 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 a bit weird when you first see it. It's uh, one of the things I, I said about the wolf box applies to this as well. It's it's definitely not a starter box. Um, this may be a slight design uh, fault that I'm, I've had because people have looked at the models and just said, oh, these are cool models. I'm going to start the game with these and I'm not going to stop them. But uh, this models like this show that it really isn't a starter set because... Um, I think that the fact that he gains fear, but he's got Bansai that he wants to use. He's got Steadfast, but he can remove his fear. And, you know, it's it's quite complex to get the the feel of the model right that's that's seeing these images of his dead friends attacking him all the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, he also, he combos a lot better in the She-Ho faction than he does in the Brotherhood box. So he's definitely... Um, he almost is in the Brotherhood box to show that they are a group of individuals. They're not uh, a, a very cohesive team until Hiroto makes them one, uh, which is why the theme gives them the coordinated attack. But other than that, they are just different people he's met uh, and got together like um, like the Magnificent Seven, or more appropriately, Seven Samurai, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these they're, they're a group of individuals who get together and have to work as a team and he definitely shows that because most of his abilities work for loyal models which you'll find yeah. in the Shiho faction and part of the Shiho clan he definitely definitely feels like a segue to to Shiho and I guess a lot of this is kind of warming it all up we've had the um, as, uh, as, so, so we, we've, we've we obviously we've had the wolf clan and uh, and now we've had the brotherhood so it's, it's kind of building uh, building up to um, sort of the, the grand return, I suppose. So um, that that's 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 pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's definitely laying the foundations. Uh, it feels anyway for for that to to, to happen. Um, so yeah, we've, we've sort of released the faction backwards. Usually, you'd you'd release the faction, build it up, so show people what the the Shiho family and the Shiho clan are like. And then you'd release the sub faction, and then some hangers on that these guys are and, and friends of Hiroto's. Um, but yeah, like you said, doing it the other way, people have known that uh, that Hiroto is coming back for a while, and doing it this way around has shown that the the firstly the wolves came back because the people on the Joar Isles are responding to their rightful ruler's return, and then we see what Hiroto's been doing the whole time he's been in exile. He's been making these uh, friends and alliances and um, and getting this, this uh, team together of people. Um, and there's there's other hints as well. Like if you if you look at some of the special cards, there are more hints of alliances that he's made on there. Um, 
is especially the hand cannon card, which has got two separate yes. hints. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. uh, is that the gun? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, there's a concave thing as well, isn't there? So he seems to be in, in with the pirates. Uh, uh, interesting. But, uh, yes, that's quite cool. Um, uh, and, and that hand cannon's actually really good on Hiroto, I think. So, <laughs> um, and a few models. It could be also be good on Truco as well. Uh, so there's uh, a really a welcome card. Uh, to, yeah, actually, to, to be fair, you don't. It's not such a problem for a gun. So. It's not a problem. When you shoot a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I, I just like I like the fact that he's got Banzai. Uh, I we see more more of that. I, I think it's really cool. Um, uh, sort of, it, it, it just makes the game more dynamic when when things can happen like that. Um, yeah, I mean, with the with the 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 picture that it came from, um, if you look at it, then I, I could not give him Bansai in the polls that, <laughs> that he's in on that. Um, and obviously the banner um, hands that out, if I remember rightly. Um, to, to once, you, once you play Shiho, obviously. So they're, they're going to be interesting if you can keep him alive once he's uh, within six inches of the enemy. And he's got Vengeance uh, Takashi um, and I think they're slightly different to Kendish. He's got Vengeance Prefecture, but they both they're kind of good against the Prefecture kind of thing, which um, which which is also quite interesting if you're having a, a bit of a problem with with their very efficient samurai um, things like that. So that's that's quite cool as well. I think um, just opens up some options for uh, for for how to sort of deal with some of those um, challenges. Yeah. Vengeance is an interesting trait as well. If you if you think about it from a costing point of view, you essentially have to cost the model as if it didn't have it, because otherwise it's only worthwhile against those profiles. Which does mean that these are particularly good against uh, anybody playing Prefecture right now. Uh, we try to mitigate that by uh, anybody who just hates them because they're uh, they're Shiho and over the rebellion, they get Vengeance Takashi, because they know that it was the samurai that did this. The other guys are just soldiers. They have to do whatever they're told. Yeah. So there's no malice to them, but they obviously um, the Takashi at the top are the ones that they that need to pay. So they have vengeance Takashi, and that does mitigate a bit because if you've got a mixed list that's part Ashigaru, those Ashigarus won't be Takashi. Yes. So you can try and get them in the way of the vengeance models. But Kendish um, is just going to hit them all with a burning log. Kendish um, probably doesn't understand the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to. The gonna, blue guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and obviously, uh, once they raise the banner and they, they start shouting, you know, death to the Takashi, then everybody gets Vengeance Prefecture. So um, that, that works against everybody. But then, that you, obviously, you can play around that by uh, killing Trooper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite cool. Uh, we're gonna. There's gonna be some um, some balancing cards in the future, probably in a cycle deck, where um, the, essentially it's gonna be the Takashi Strike Back, um, and uh, we're gonna put a few cards in that you can take to even the score up a bit if uh, if you're up against things with a lot of vengeance, because otherwise they're essentially getting a very very good trait um plus one melee strength and brutal is is excellent yeah uh, and they're all getting it for free so if you are playing blood of the dragon you're just sort of down a lot of points essentially so we'll put some stuff in to to help that out uh probably in next year's cycle deck cool that's, that's pretty cool um i'm just talking about the cars because uh i think uh 
there's there's obviously quite a few cars in, and we won't cover all of them, but just I, I guess just mention a few that we thought were cool. Maybe here, uh, your, some some of your picks maybe, but uh, uh, obviously Fujin Charm was was is really cool, and I think it it I put it on Batu, but I think it could go on a lot of different characters depending on as long as you've got a plan for it. Um, Hiroto also could be quite good, I think, with it uh, if he comes on from the side, um, just give him that uh, extra mobility, get him uh, kind of into places where the enemy really doesn't want him to be. Um, could be could be quite interesting. Um, the the hand cannon is a really easy uh, pick to go for and to to put on someone like a roto or trooper. Um, I, 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 at first, I thought maybe I put it on Batu, but I think if I give him lots of ammo counters, that's probably a problem for for how he performs. So um, I, I I don't think that's the way to go. But uh, I, I guess I guess you could try it. Um, it seems it seems like a, makes him a one shot kind of guy. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I really like that's paid. Um, I think that synergizes really well um, with, and they're very thematic as well. Uh, with uh, obviously between Ken Dish and Hiroto, that's kind of a bit of the fluff as well in the the flavor text. So that's um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, unexpected maneuvers is uh, one of the ones that I think I've. It, it's this is really good fun with rice bell barricades, um, and like using that in zones or to like to kind of like use that space in a zone and then free it up when you need to like uh it's it's really handy and uh like keeping spots on the sides where you want to kind of uh flank on is is also super useful so it, it just opens up unexpected angles especially because you've got quite a few guys who are very fast or got banzai and stuff like that um that 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 seems like a really cool fun card to me although it's um a bit odd when you first read it. I think actually there's lots of uh, lots of different ways you can play that one that could be super effective. So really pleased to see that actually. Um, so yeah, that that's that's probably one of the funnest cards I've played so far on the set. But they they all seem very thematic and, and, and fairly good fun. Um, my, I was thinking if I'm going to kind of expand on these guys that uh, you know you could probably you could probably do some other things when it were actually play them in. But uh, but I think keeping to the theme cards is uh, is is actually quite sensible. Um, but yeah, I, I just wonder what 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 sort of cards that, uh, would you uh, sort of uh, call out? Uh, yeah, unexpected maneuver is a great one. Andy Palmer has essentially written an essay on how good uh, rice bale barricades are. <laughs> and, uh, he's, he's many times said that um, you get to a point where you're, you're both looking at each other past the rice bale barricade and. It's sort of whoever blinks first and, and destroys it, the other person gets the advantage. So I was like, well, there must be a way to destroy it and then take advantage of that. So um, I thought this uh, this is also something that you wouldn't expect. You know, it's, it's a typical Hiroto thing. We've got a barricade. It's to stop you getting at us, but we've rigged it to collapse on purpose. Um, and it's the last thing that anybody who's uh, who's read the, um, uh, the, the usual tactics books um, would think of. Um, there's two on here which I think nobody <clears throat> nobody else would ever get really um, Forethought is the one that cancels an event card that your opponent plays uh, and that is really powerful because there are some sometimes you will have an event card that, um, that almost defines how your strategy is going to go yeah. uh, Silvermoon and Ninjas have a lot of these um, what this also will do is if the Silvermoon play their 
event card that can cancel your event card, you can cancel theirs, and yours will still happen, which is kind of fun. Um, this is all of a sudden we're playing blue in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then there's the other one that just says no event cards can be played, uh, which we've we've had to cost very high because we weren't entirely sure about its full effect. There's so many different combinations now. We thought we'd just play it safe and, and make you pay a lot for it, but. Uh, those two also give you a bit of a flavour of how Hiroto comes to approach his, his war. He's essentially inventing guerrilla warfare. He's created a whole new way of attacking the Takashi, and nobody's prepared for what they're doing. So all of their usual tactics aren't working because he knows all their usual tactics. He had to learn it. And then he's just come up with ways that he can circumvent those by not um, not using any of their expected maneuvers that they, they would think of um so those two are quite interesting i think it does give you a flavor of what might come in uh she although none of these are repeated i'll say that much okay. uh, these are all unique to brotherhood um uh, the hand cannon also has exclusion uh which will tell you about another character that may or may not eventually get made for the brotherhood because okay. uh, i don't okay. I don't think there is one currently, uh, but um, we stopped when we hit the hundred rice mark, basically. So uh, we're selling a, a full faction, a full sort of playable list in a box. But uh, there's definitely more that could be added to this later on. There's more running, and running are good models to to make anyway, because uh, obviously multiple factions can use them. So um, it's it's kind of an interesting thing to add on as well as being able to add to this theme a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I could see, like, stopping event cards for one turn. Some uh, some play styles are heavily dependent on those. Uh, I, I think it's ninjas do a lot of smoke bombs through event cards, I think. So things like that, uh, that could really upset them for a turn and uh, just be what you need to, uh, to, to um, yeah, throw I, them I, off. I, th I think a lot of I actually quite often will have a, a turn two spree of a load of event cards or something. So anything like that just really uh, really stop it. So yeah, I like that a lot. Well, great. Um, um, I, we, we we're going to say because I mean obviously they're kind of running, so I guess you have to run them within a, a theme, and so potentially you might use other event cards and, and things like that as as well. So. Um, that's my understanding of how, we, how these guys work. Um, anyway, so I guess, I guess, I guess so to, to get together, they um, you, to get them together though, it would be quite hard, wouldn't it? Um, to use another theme. No, sorry, not theme. Uh, faction. Sorry. But even yeah. then, because uh, they just don't, they don't have a huge amount of overlap. No, yeah, you do have to choose a faction um, to play, obviously, and then you choose the Brotherhood theme card. And then all these guys are allowed in that theme. So you essentially get to pick any faction you want and use their um, terrain and event cards. They can't yeah. have any enhancement or equipment or anything, but yeah. uh, you can steal that. And that, the idea is, again, uh, Hiroto's happy to borrow any tactics and they're quite happy to steal any terrain that's nearby. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, yeah, so I think things like silver, moon are definitely 
like what I will probably lean into because I, I'm familiar with their cards and I, I rate them. I think they've got really good cards for events and things like that. But I'm sure there's lots of other good combinations out there given how much that opens up. I mean, the jungle ones are really good as well. So Darren's probably thinking of that. But uh, uh, Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I really haven't thought beyond um, too much beyond have a go with the box set and then take it from there. There's a, there's a, enough going on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess obviously you can add in um, Hiroto and Eldest Brother um, into this as well. Obviously, you have to start trading models out, but that that um, they're really powerful anyway, coming on from flank normally and just kind of knocking people down and, and beating them up. Um, yeah, they're, they're, that's that's quite a threat anyway. So uh, it feels like there's a lot of there's you know there's a lot of replayability and and and, and choices you've got even with a, a fairly limited pool. Um, you you actually can mix it up quite uh, quite a lot, you know. Providing, providing you're lucky enough to have some of the models, of course. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's that that that's quite um, uh, nice to to know. Even if there aren't more releases anytime soon, we've got plenty of uh, options if you if you go in on this box as a as a single faction, and and that's before you start thinking about how you might integrate them to your existing um, factions. Yeah, it's, uh, just talking about that as well, um, Gordon did comment, um, Eldest Brother will definitely be available, the current sculpt of him. Uh, obviously, the sculpt for the Drunken Master was the limited edition sculpt, but he that profile will certainly be available again. Uh, it's just uh, we, yeah, we, we haven't managed to get him out uh, when we would have liked him. But um, hopefully the world will return to normal and, and he'll show up eventually. Uh, as for new models as well, um, I can tell you there is definitely at least one new model that everybody knows is coming because it doesn't specify which Hiroto for the theme list. You just have to have a Hiroto. So um, you can choose your faction to be Shiho and you can take Hiroto the Black Eagle. Cool. And then you can take all of these guys with him. Awesome. So even when he cleans up his act and he's not a drunkard anymore, he's still got his uh, his buddies. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's particularly good with Fujin's charm because he's he's a very interesting maneuver piece. Uh, he can really get anywhere he wants. Um, and uh, if you've, I don't know if anybody's played the princesses, uh, you guys, so in your uh, your group. Uh, but if you've seen the princesses, you'll know that bodyguard can be just as much a movement trick as it is a thing to keep people safe. So uh, debts must be paid is great with Hiroto because you can just use it to move people about a little bit and every little bit helps. I mean, three inches is quite a lot on a two by two board as well. So it's, um, it, yeah, it's uh, with that on the new Hiroto, the Black Eagle, um, he can, he's obviously got flank, uh, he's got booted so he can show up, walk. Um, he's got some movement from his feet um and he's got some movement from his uh special uh defense so he's he really can get anywhere fujin's charm and debts must be paid really combo well with him cool that's that sounds really exciting um like uh i i do i do like the way that these guys are kind of um opening up the table um with with um you know, their flank and everything and um banzai and stuff like that it just you know, and, and terrain that's disappearing and things. It's a, it's 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 really making it a, a very dynamic game. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the the current version of Hiroto. So really excited to see how he evolve into uh, into into the next one. Um, 
yeah, that that'd be great to see. Yeah, there's been an image of him about out for a while, but nobody's actually seen it yet. I'm still waiting for somebody to find the thing. So okay. <laughs> uh, that'll give people some hints. But he's uh, yeah, he should be in the first wave of Shiho releases whenever that is, and I'm sure we'll announce that uh, soonish. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely see uh, Hiroto Eldest Brother swapping into this set and giving it a whole new set of legs and replayability, depending on kind of what you know, an adjustment to your to your uh, liking. And if there's more on the way, then that's uh, that's even better. Um, yeah, the, the downside to the new Hiroto is he costs twenty seven, so you do have to really jiggle the list around a lot. Yeah, Drunken Maroto is is really good for uh, fifteen. Oh, I should say Drunken Master, but yeah, he's uh, he's really great for fifteen rice, isn't he? He's uh, and Elder's brothers are still as well. I think for eighteen rice, he's uh, he, he packs a lot in for that profile. So I do like playing them. Um, very very reliable, very good profiles. Yeah, I still haven't got to play my eldest brother yet. To be honest, I uh, I wanted to play him with my temple and just I've been yeah. playing Maroto. So I haven't got to use him since playtest. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I kind of I was surprised that he's got temple, uh, as, but then when you see he's got kata, it's like he's and obviously they're about balance, I guess. So you know, there's uh, there's 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 a, obviously must be an interesting backstory there, but uh, that's really yes. Yeah, so uh, eldest brother was left behind by the previous savage wave okay. when they were pushed back. He was stuck on this side of the uh, the 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 pole, the rift, whatever it was that the monks sealed and. Um, he didn't really know enough about his own culture to know that he had to sort of consume souls and go through the, the ring of fire to become a full-fledged Oni. So he was going around, he, he knew he had to do something. He was looking for a philosophy to follow, basically. And for a while, he tried the temple. And it's uh, it's this might seem odd because the Savage Wave are the temple's biggest enemies, but they they won't refuse anybody who's looking to, to find inner peace and serve the balance, basically. So while he was there, they, yeah, they, um, you'll, you'll see actually on the model, he's still got temple prayer beads. So he's still trying. Um, and uh, yeah, they, uh, I think the only reason he left is because they thought Hiroto was probably a bad influence. All right. <laughs> yeah, getting him drunk all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Oni can't, Oni don't age and they don't die of old age. So. The only way he can get older and become a full-fledged Oni is to go through a ring of fire, but he's he's been here for thousands of years and never never known what to do basically. So he's still an Oni show. That's okay. cool. I, I have picked up the older rule book to read some of the more of the background lore and things like that, and um, yeah, is so is really cool about the Oni coming from Oni world or something like that and invading in the the temple trying to. Uh, so it seems like they're trying to fight them back and tell everyone that there's a really big problem here, but no one's really kind of believing them. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really cool background lore going on. So it's really great to hear a bit more. But that that was news to me, but it makes so much sense now that you said it. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll. Um, one of the things I've got on my my big to do list is to redo all the the little blurbs for the store. Um, and uh, yeah, they'll go on the wiki as well, obviously. And we're, we're hoping to do like. Uh, half a page for every um, every character, so uh, it's slowly getting done. We're looking at um, introducing some new storylines and and connecting the characters together a bit more, so people know what's going on specifically with the characters. 
uh, and we, we can we can do that alongside bringing out the big law book which will help that's sort of like two big dumps of law all at once so um yeah i, I don't know when these are going to happen because of uh, again state of the world i know people are sick of hearing it but unfortunately it's uh, it really has slowed down our release schedules and things but um when we, I, I think when that's we why this is such a treat, though, because, uh, you know, the fact that you're still releasing stuff, I, I still see it as glass half full uh, very much. So uh, it's 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 great. I mean, it's, it, it just makes it even more exciting when stuff, stuff starts to come out and, and we see some new things. Uh, well, that's my take anyway. <laughs> Might be in a minority. No, no, I think, I, think that's, I think that's the best way to look at it. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely great to get these releases. So, yeah, definitely. I, I just really like this. It's a, it's a ragtag bunch of guys who kind of somehow are knitted together into a cohesive force. Um, I just think that's a great concept. And there's so many layers to them that's delivered on the table. It's uh, it's, a, it's a real treat. It's not a, it's not something that's been rushed out to kind of, um, you know, meet a production schedule. It, it there's some, seems to me anyway, there's been some real kind of care and thought into to what they're going to do and um yeah that that, that just that just uh, is is really um, nice and it ties into the backstories as well uh like you were saying so uh uh for me that's 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 uh, uh definitely kind of uh you know an excellent box set um that's been delivered just like shiho really uh just another and then Utah as well so uh, really good to see the strong release uh still come through yeah, well, I, I think the, the next big release uh, after the winner's wave, um, I think we've got another wave planned, but then it is She-Ho. So you'll get the She-Ho starter box and some, some more models, so that'll be the next big thing. Hopefully people like that one as well. Oh, cool. I mean, um, actually, talk, talking about the, the winner's wave, shall we have a, a quick chat about them as well, then? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I was going to talk about Hikari first. Yeah, yeah. So this, this was from the um, Netherlands uh, Grandmasters last year. Um, the the winner wanted a Kirai. Um, he actually wanted an unnamed Kirai that you could have two of, but the, the prize is technically to make a character. Um, so we, we sort of enforce that because it, it means people have to make a character that adds some to the background rather than just uh, I'm not saying you did, but like you could just say, "Oh, I want these because this will help me win the game." Yeah. Whereas making a character is is something we can, if we don't like the mechanics or anything like that, we can still make the character in the game. Um, after a bit of discussion, we uh, we decided to include it with the Utah stuff, um, and she's the the fourth sister who refused the bargain with Uri, so the other three murdered her. Um, because then the whole coven could accept. And uh, every so often, she can, um, her spirit will absolve herself, and she'll, uh, she, she sort of acts as she would have done. But usually, she's a curai under their control. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty good background, to be honest. It's, <laughs> yeah, the the Utah are really good anyway. But yeah, that's that's yeah. really really cool. So the, the model's really nice as well because she's yeah. been stabbed by the weapons of each of the Utah. Yeah. Uh, and they left him stuck in her, so you can see that, that she was definitely murdered by her sisters. Yeah, no, yeah that, that's why. Really cool. That's what I was uh, thinking about when the, the model. It's there's like a cleaver uh, and a, a bone handle dagger, and 
uh, a normal kind of looking knife. And um, so that theme of like the living in between living and death and death uh, that you kind of explored with the, the three witches is, is kept through. You can kind of, uh, it looks like anyway from the render that you, you'll be able to tell which witch uh, did sort of, you know, uh, did, did which uh, injury to, to her. So uh, that that's really cool that you, you kind of kept that going. Yeah, we uh, we actually the U two are all done and finished. Um, obviously, because she wasn't in the box, um, but uh, we got the same sculptor to come back and do her as well, so that he could um, he could get the same look to the model. And um, obviously, he had the assets for all the weapons already, uh, so that really worked out really fantastically. I think the model, I think the four of them together, you're going to be able to see that they're thematically linked even uh, more so than, than with the skeletons and, and things that are going to come with them. Yeah, I, I can't wait to, to get her and uh, paint up those Utah because they are really nice models. I think I've mentioned it before. They're, they're just very... Uh, the, uh, the depth to them um, is just really fantastic. They, um, they're quite like subtle in some ways, but really just amazing models. Um, you can look at them from almost any angle and, and be impressed by them. Um, I'm probably not making a huge amount of sense, but um, there's, <laughs> they're just a uh, uh, very well-designed models. They're really, really good, really good sculpts. Um, yeah, 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 very nice to, to to kind of get in your hands and, and have a good look at. So, uh, but yeah, in in rules terms, I, I mean, she's obviously bringing something very different to the table as well. Um, and, and I do think it's a really cool idea where you you let people, winners, really good players, actually have a hand in designing a model, um, delivering something different to the game. Um, it's a really interesting way of coming up with very unusual profiles, I suppose, um, within some boundaries. But uh, um, yeah, mean, she's clearly doing that. She's, you know, she's a first with a, a non-soulless, you know, potentially getting a, uh, an opposed key test. It sounds like um, through the the Utah communal card. So she's doing something that we haven't really seen before. Um, um, uh, I think that's the intent anyway, that, that she can kind of still do these death bolts. And, um, and yeah, the, the, the chaos bolts, yeah. Um, and like, it was it was a difficult thing to to decide whether or not we should let her do that. She, I'm, I'm fairly sure at some point she would have had um, a little unique effect saying that she can't use opposed key feats because it seems like it's very good. But at the end of the day, she's a five wound Kirai and she's not in death and decay. So she's only got the rise for... Uh, she does have regenerate, but um, it's very easy to get rid of her if that's if that's the thing that's really wearing you down on your army. That she's doing two of those a turn, um, and it's I mean, chaos bolt's not like uh, a huge range and massive damage. Like if she can if she can get it on two different models over the course of a game, then that's that's probably pretty good for her. But uh, don't let her do any more than that. Would be my uh, suggestion. <laughs> So but it's, I, it seems a lot scarier than it is. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it, it is one of those things where, it's, um, where you think it's kind of like automatic or whatever. I, often I found the Utah they're so good at casting because they can boost quite easily. They they often get their stuff off anyway. So I do wonder how you know. I think it's good, but uh, I guess when I looked at, it, I was thinking it's a tricky one because if I'm building a, a Utah list, I've already got kind of. Uh, the three wishes in mind and and, and the skeletons and and then I'll, I'll normally throw in like uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh or, or Rokuro uh, for the for the desecrated shrine and and just for some mobility and combat potential um, and and uh, and uh, uh, 
and 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 normally another body just to make up kind of some uh, some numbers on the table. Um, so when when I see like another kind of kind of support character, I think in a way, I guess my first thing was thinking, like, do I actually trade her out for an existing uh, Utah witch, or do I uh, do I actually try to run kind of like four witches effectively? And uh, and I guess that's I th- I think I probably would try her with just two witches and to see if the there's enough key going around because she's not generating key but she's very efficient at using the key that she's given uh but i think if you do that you you're kind of short changing yourself on some of the bigger key feats that they can do and you you so i think then your game plan is more uh, you know uh chaos bolts or focus rather than some of the big ticket items that they can pull off um but i guess, I guess in that way it means that you can you within the context of the Utah witches you can you, you you've got some choice you you can kind of cycle around i mean you could try all four but i think then uh you're you're getting into quite a, a limited kind of play style I, I would imagine um in terms of just having quite quite a lot of kind of low uh melee uh stat line models that are quite slow um so you're you're limiting yourself in in general your presence on the table is going to be diminished at that point um uh but yeah how, how did the play testing go did did people um, have lots to say, or was it, is it sort of? Uh... Uh, yeah, there's this. This uh, obviously the um, soulless and opposed key feats thing. I, I have to say, I did miss the cripple feat from the scroll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, once she's got one, um, it, you might as well have two. It's it's there's an opportunity cost for casting each one. Then um, that that was the main focus. Whether people thought that that could be fair or not, she might have dropped a wound box just to make her a bit easier to to, um, to deal with for that. Um, I, I'd have to look at my notes, but key block came in really late, I think, um, which is, uh, it's not something you want to play for, but it's one of those things where, uh, there's a couple of other models in cult that have it. And when you've got a bit of it around and it's, it might all be on melee two models, but it's often melee two models that can take a bit of a hit and key block can be surprisingly effective against certain factions and models. Yeah, uh, Ryujin, for example, hates it. He yeah. doesn't like being key blocked at all. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so monks uh, don't like either. Yeah, I, I so I, I, maybe I'm uh, a bit mad here, but I actually quite like the idea of putting a violent fetish uh, upgrade on and then uh, boosting her more efficiently uh, with with the shrine around and actually using her kind of as a tar pit um, character because then you can boost quite efficiently, like we were saying earlier. Uh, sort of you know with that communal key and then she's she's almost a bit like a track you know quite kind of like boosting up to a reasonable stat line um and and then that and then i think then you're kind of getting best of both worlds you're getting someone who's kind of a support character but also can survive for if you've got the key to support her on the front line so she's offers something in between the skeletons and and the uter witches in, in my mind that that I, I that's kind of how i'm thinking about it anyway yeah, uh, one of the things that we, we we did talk through all the special cards and everything, but um, because she's got so many types, yeah, she she's allowed so many things. She's got all the types. Uh, yeah, we, there's yeah. there's probably uh, there's probably some combos that we haven't seen yet because um, uh, a lot of things are restricted to Kirai or Barakumin or Shigenja, yeah. and she's got all of those. Um, so there's probably some things we haven't found um 
I, uh, I, I hadn't thought of putting violence fetish on her, to be honest, but uh, it, that, that would be pretty good with the key block. Um, the, uh, the, the feat that she came with is one that the winner specifically asked for. Um, and it's it's funny because it is it's it would be fantastic on anything else, but she's got she's so spoiled for choice <laughs> that it's it's uh, unfortunately not used as much as you might think it would be. I mean, it's because uh, I I play with roses, so I think it's a great uh, ability, and uh, again, it off, sort of automatically is is amazing because it's kind of like lore, isn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, that that's that seems really really good to me. Um, like I said, perhaps uh, perhaps this is something that people go to once they've got over the chaos bolt and everyone, um, <laughs> and then they're looking at more depth in the model. I, I, I'm also intrigued by her plus two movement stats when she surprises an enemy model. Um, that that just seems really one. It's very much like how things happen in horror movies <laughs> yeah. when they suddenly speed up and you don't look at them, uh, which is which is cool enough, but. Again, like a bit like you were saying, there's so many key words and, and, and things going on there. I just wonder, like, how do you make kind of um, something kind of crazy happen with, with something like that? Um, and you could get, you know, very, very fast um, uh, yeah, no, uh, combo going on. Um, so, yeah, that that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that, that ability, that unique effect is a bit of an outlier. Like, it, does, it doesn't really have anything to do with her her theme as she ended up, but it was in the theme as she was originally submitted. Yeah. But I left it in because uh, firstly, the winner wanted it. And I also just thought, you know, that, that's going to come up every so often and really surprise somebody. And uh, like you say, it's, it, it really matches just the zombie thing of you're not looking at them and all of a sudden they've caught you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know if I've said that somewhere before or you've picked that up yourself. Cause that's, uh, that's exactly what I thought about it. And it's, uh, it's it is really uh, a cool thematic thing for just a zombie to have. Um, the other thing about her is she the the utilist specifically. Obviously, you could take her in other things as well. She is just a cult model, um, but the the utilist has become a bit of a an experiment with um, one way to balance things that are quite powerful is to basically make people spoiled for choice. Um, so there are so many options to go in the Utah list that I think, um, you know, especially you, if you want all three Utah, um, if you want to take at least one Kirai, one Burakumin, which probably for the shrine, or you, you, I guess you could take the, the Tengu. Um, you probably want a skeleton, uh, even though you can summon one. Uh, there's more skeletons to come as well, so uh, that's going to make it even worse. And I think giving people... The um, giving people just so many options that they can't fit everything they want in the list is is a, a method of balancing it, even though you might not think of it as being that way. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's, and that's I guess that's why I thought was thinking, do I want all four of them? Because it's almost like too much good stuff, but it all kind of does the same thing. But I'd be really interested to know if that does actually work. Um, so I'll, pro- I'll probably give it a go at some point, but my. My fear is like you, you're sort of really doubling down on those backline guys at, at that point, potentially, um, if, you, if you've got all of them. Um, and so what, what do you have to lose to get that in? Um, but uh, I mean, I've, I'm a big fan of the Utah box in general. Um, I, I think that was you know, a really good fun um, box to, to get hold of and, and play with. And skeletons are amazing. The witches are amazing. And uh, it allows you to throw in your favorite Utah, uh, Yuri, Yuri stuff as well. So um, 
yeah, so it looks like she's going to breathe some new life back into that, no pun intended. And uh, I'm quite, yeah, quite looking forward to when she comes, I'll actually probably get around to painting my box set, I think. That's the, that's the, uh, um, the, the commitment I'm probably going to make there. Because I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I was just going to say bargain, but that's uh, <laughs> going far too far now. Yeah, yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone too far. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, that's great. Um Great. Uh, any anything more to say on Hikari? Uh, shall we shall we move on to? Um, well, what, when we leave Raijin to last stand, because I think we could probably talk about Karu uh, yeah, uh, sure. a bit, bit Karu, more efficient, uh, he, efficiently. Yeah, Karu is um, is what is the model actually I I, I pre ordered and um, I'm really excited to to get him. Um, you know, again, you know, Ronin is uh, always great to have, and for me, it's going, it's going into the sanction. But uh, you know, there's some good options. Um, I think I think Silver Moon seem to me seem to be one that would be an interesting mix because um, the the other, the other factions are the Minamoto, Ryu, and um, Ito, and uh, I'm sure he he will definitely add stuff to them. But um, he he is a Kick-Ass Samurai, which is something that Silver Moon and Ascension don't necessarily have uh, uh, naturally. So, um, yeah, I think he'll be a really great addition, uh, add something a bit different. Because um, he does just look like he's going to be a lot of fun to play with. Um, just a really, really competent fighter uh, yeah. that can swing that massive sword around. Um, yeah, he, he, he looks like he's going to do... He could do quite a lot of damage it's ridiculous how strong he can get how much strength benefits he can get with uh we were, we were trying to work out the other day with his plus two on the weapon plus he can get uh, uh, a powerful attack if, if he chooses at the start of a melee exchange he will get slow so i guess that's like a double-handed weapon sort of style and um and they and he's got access to to ban side, so I guess he can ban side before he becomes so slow, for example, or charge before he becomes slow, so you get charge bonus. Um, well, you, we, we, we think that's we think that anyway. Just levels of strength that I don't see beyond Oni really on and in, in Red Sun. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to think of many other models. So he's he's kind of hitting like a like a cannon or something. You know, in, yeah. In Vegito terms, it's 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 kind of crazy how hard that that will hit. Um, the four four, four yeah. melee dice are brutal and the really big damage. Yeah, I think he's he's going to add a lot of punch. Um, yeah, particularly my distinction. I'm looking forward to having a model that can, yeah can do that. Um, it's so, hard to deal with as well because I think like you're when you see someone like that, you think maybe I'll just try to take the activations off him, throw some chaff at him, and put dice in defense and hope they survive for a while. But with Tarlis and push attack and defense, he's not going to have any of that. He's just going to. Um, not loses his activation counter, push you away, and be ready to do what he actually wanted to do. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, push attack yeah. and push defense, brilliant. And yeah. you can kind of, I guess, uh, I can imagine uh, him banzai into someone. He can then uh, basically push him away, and then if if no one goes in to attack him, you know, and because he's tireless, they might not really want to. Then you could do your awesome. Uh, uh, Zamboto swing, uh, which yeah could could do some serious damage to 
Yeah, um, I think getting the key on him is obviously a challenge because that all sounds great, but it will need a lot of key. But that's where I think Silver Moon really can help this guy with Olzo and tricks like that. Uh, classic Silver Moon um, not playing by the rules. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more, more key than is, uh, is, is, uh, is decent on the character like this. Um, that's but, true. Uh, it, because it, that, that combo is, uh, well, that combination would be uh, six key. But again, you know, I, I guess I'm thinking instant sanction, that's not a problem. I get that. <laughs> he can yeah, have that. Uh, he gets a bit extra key if he's, if he's keeping him theme with the uh, Imperial March, so he can do it in other, yeah. other ways as well. But yeah, he's, I mean, I think also if you, the other option you might try with a character like this is obviously just trying to take them out with something that's good at killing. And um, with Last Stand, he's, he still won't have any of that either. He'll, he'll kind of, he'll, he'll get his actions done for a turn. So I was looking at him and thinking, well, if I really, if I play against someone like this, I really just want to shoot them at a long distance <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, well before they get to me. Um, and I, I, you know, and I think this is the interesting things about kind of having counters, um, you know, it's, it's a bit like, uh, you know, some, if you have a problem with something, often there's a, there's a counter in the game um, already. Um, and, and actually just the simple things like shooting him or, or he's okay against suppose key test, key, key two, he's okay. But, uh, um, like he's actually not too dissimilar to Dafukaya on the surface anyway, because he's, um, yeah, similar rice cost, melee pool, um, brutal, and uh, and can do kind of like area damage um, in a in a different way um, rather than far tokens. It's it's through a big sword, um, but but he does it in a very different way and he hits a lot harder. But then he breaks theme. So although I say he's quite interesting for Silver Moon, in a way you you kind of have someone who isn't a million miles away quite quite different how he does it but he kind of performs uh, in, in a in a roundabout way he just um it doesn't doesn't quite have the the high-end strength but he does does have some of the, the traits here um but yeah I, I just think like if you get enough key on this guy he can just um dominate to the the, the table if you like but uh um, well i think, I think yeah. he's very competent fighter yeah, yeah, look, and he's cool model. So. <laughs> and, 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 and obviously with the cavalry going around now, um, there's Kaja, no Rojin. They they definitely could get critical attacked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're worse than the gorillas actually, because <laughs> 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 so, they're like they 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 um yeah they you know they just give so many benefits like here's key here's luck and here's uh, uh virtue tokens and and then I'm gonna do stuff. <laughs> um so uh yeah so it's it's quite cool there's a there's there's a decent amount where well, there's a reasonable amount of cavalry in the game so you might actually get to use it now so that's that's pretty cool and then his interaction with uh, the sisters as i mentioned was is kind of um kind of nice to see that that's um perhaps breathed a bit of life into um uh, in, in well in, into that option so uh, uh because I, I guess that's quite a limited uh, theme the imperial march um Beyond the Sisters and the Sentinels, I think there's a few other models that will work in that theme. So that's quite cool to to um, to show that you don't forget about some of the, the more you know older sub factions. So so that's pretty cool. I thought. Yeah, it's uh, one of the good things about this was we could push it quite far, making him very powerful because it's something people are used to, so that people already know the counters to a, a tough samurai because they've they've come against Prefecture Samurai, they've come yeah. against Minamoto Samurai. Even Ito Samurai might have the armor too and be very good in combat and do lots of damage. So, you know, he's, he's similar to Masanagi or um, maybe Akio or something like that. So 
because people are used to this, they know the counters, you can just shoot him, you can tie him up with a water cami, that kind of thing. Um, it, it meant that we could kind of push how good he was, especially being a run-in, so you have to break theme to take him. Uh, I think if this had been a faction samurai that had come as a concept from Gordon, he would probably have been melee three, he would probably have been two six key, um, maybe not quite as powerful as he is. But um, with him being a winner's wave model, he can be a bit over the curve. Um, and being a running helps as well. Uh, I think the um, looking at the factions that could take him, uh, he's going to be more uh, appreciated in some than others. And I think Dissension probably don't have anything like this. So they, they're probably the main ones that are going to like him. Uh, whereas, say, Minamoto, they're going to look at him and go, we've got a bunch of those guys. Uh, yeah. So he, he, he does something different, especially in Minamoto. He's got Bansai, which is uh, makes yeah. him faster. Yeah. But um, I think they're going to say, yeah, uh, decent defences, but also ridiculous high strengths and, and good melee. We've got lots of that. Yeah. So they, they probably need him a bit less. Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's a cool model, nice bit of background. Um the, uh, the cavalry thing is obviously just going to get better and better as more cavalry show up, uh, especially if I get my way. I, I'd, I'd really like to do the, the Plains Tribe of cavalry as a, as a sub-faction for Tengu eventually, but it's um, that's way down the line if we ever get to do it. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that would be really cool. I'd be up for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and obviously we have a horse clan, so any time either of those show up... Um, if you've got an entire faction of cavalry, then he'll be he'll be pretty happy. Okay. Uh, but even now, there's more cavalry in the game than people think. Like you say, um, the Kawanorojin, uh, the Buffaloes, uh, Master Ikusa, uh, there's three Bakamono cavalry. Um, so there, there, there is enough of it around to make that relevant, at least. Yeah. And it is, is really relevant. When it, when it's, when it pay, whenever you get that off, it's going to feel great. It's, uh... Well, we, we were we were wondering whether he'll just kill stuff straight out anyway, but yeah, <laughs> well, it, yeah, yeah. Um, but... it is it's extra cool that he can he can yeah he can he can yeah it's it's, it's um he he's a real beat stick and uh, but yeah like you said he's real interesting because I think um I think that Banzai for Minamoto could be quite appealing but uh, for, in some ways you're right he doesn't offer um, much more than that they, they currently could do and, and would they be willing to break theme for it is quite interesting he kind of does it probably better but um but yeah for for silver moon and and dissension he's really he kind of offers something quite quite different uh especially in, in dissension uh so nice addition uh there um yeah uh, uh, yeah so four, four dice prowess melee and silver moon is is obviously just going to be something revolutionary for them they they the the Buto and uh, Dafukaya are both amazing combat models, but yeah. um, just getting to that absolute pinnacle of having prowess melee, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and a bit of armor as well, so you don't have to put it all in defense. Uh, I think that's going to be it's going to make some Silver Moon things very different, uh, and the choice to break theme is going to be hard for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, he 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 really does do something um, quite, um, yeah. Quite appealing, uh, I, I would think, and I could see some good synergies. But yeah, breaking those themes is hard to do, so uh, it'll be it'll be a difficult one to see. Sure. Um, great. Well, I was going to say we we're, we're, we're leading Ninja because I think um, 
that's going to be covered on a robot dice explosion episode, and uh, and 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 they they they've got more insights on on that um, as well by the sounds of, uh, from the Q and A. Uh, sounds like that's it's going to get done properly with uh, the the actual guy who designed it. So that's great. Um, rather, rather, yeah. So so we rather leave that. Um, but I think the star of the show is, uh, it, it, in my opinion, anyway, is Ryujin. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he's definitely his model steals the limelight, doesn't it? It's uh, phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I, I can't wait for mine to get here. Um, so this um, this was Chris Hale's final. Uh, well, most recent. He might uh, he might win again. <laughs> um, most recent winners model. Um, and uh, yeah, it took us two years to get this one done. Uh, the the model is absolutely amazing like uh, i don't know if you've seen the one that chris painted as well it went up on the facebook yes uh, yes yeah uh, it's absolutely stunning paint job for the studio model um where do you even start with uh, when somebody says i want a huge water dragon water serpent uh so obviously he was going to be a, a lot of rice he was going to be a huge centerpiece model he wanted a lot of powerful abilities and uh, kind of like i was saying before um if, if you add one powerful ability to a model, then adding like three or four more doesn't really, it just gives you more choice. It doesn't increase the power of the model. There's only so much you can do with your two activations. So we just sort of gave him a lot of exemplary stuff. Like Tsunami is one of the best feats in the game. Uh, Incoming Tide just affects so much of the board. Um, the fact that he can heal every turn because he's got three uh, key stats. And also, you can heal off the water cami, uh, usually when they're just about to die as well. Um, the, uh, the the Believer ability is one of the best traits in the game, and he has that for some models that are actually amazing when they have access to it. Uh, he's got Tough 2. Uh, he starts with 10 health, effectively. Both his weapons are amazing. Uh, I mean there's nothing on the card that's not worth talking about. So uh, yeah. where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, I know. I totally agree. I, I, I mean, I've, I've had a taster of him in a game and I, I must admit, he, one of the things I'm almost, I feel like he can do so much. I, I didn't really know what almost, I was doing stuff with him, but it was like, it, it, was, it was really difficult to know because it was like, I could just run into combat or actually my tidal force is quite useful or, Actually, I, I use Tsunami once, and it's like, you know, um, yeah, you are very right. There's, there's a lot of very good options, <laughs> you know. Um, you, you can play him in quite different ways. Like, I, I, I like, the, from the outset, I like the design of him because he's, although he's a big, scary monster, he's not just like, I don't know, you imagine uh, sometimes you get to a, in a game and a big, scary monster is just his kind of like uh, increasing levels of um, damage output or whatever, but this guy actually... He just brings really unusual uh, and powerful rules together, um, and and a lot of control, a lot of table presence, in in in, in his ability to do stuff. And he still bites really hard with, um, with you know with all the things he's got going on. But uh, but he does a lot more than that. So I think that's uh, in a sense he's not kind of like a point and click model. He's actually quite a. I think you have to really think about how you're going to use this model and how you're going to build your list around him, um, and that's. Um, that's great. So he's almost like his own little sub faction. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but like almost as soon as you throw him in the list, we're used to this down. You suddenly you're like, well, you you're looking at who's got light footed, 
and then things like that and sort of looking for the synergies and you know the shugenja well, i mean, I mean like that, that. that's what i mean that's that, that was the one way i i, I started looking at it but um I, I, re- I was even when I was making the list for him. I was like, I'm not. I, I mean, obviously he goes well with Shenguja, so I was like, Asami is uh, seemed to be my preferred choice there. But um, I think you know, oh, more Shenguja come out the better, and um, there's you know, uh, uh, you could go uh, you go Cora if you wanted uh, as well. Uh, but um, and then I, I just was like, well, he's generating a lot of difficult terrain, so yeah, I looked at getting the Kappa and um, Ashinaga Tanaga. Um, but, you know, honestly, I don't know if that was the right way. I, I mean, um, did, you, did you get, um, Jason, did you get much feedback from like the the um, playtesters and what they used, how they used him? Uh, yeah, they uh, nobody used him quite the same way uh, okay. as anybody else. Um, so, um, like one of the playtesters said, I, I was quite happy to just keep him near the back. Incoming tide kept melee away from him, and he just used his ranged attack every turn. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's got no ammo or reload, so you can do as much of it as he wants. It's a good ranged attack. He's got three to start with, and you can always spend three to boost, knowing you'll get it back next turn. Yeah. Uh, and he said he's basically like an unassailable bunker. He's, he's shooting out constantly, and nobody can actually get to him to hurt him. Um other people said that the um, incoming tide thing was the one that they wanted to use, so they sent him straight over the the, uh, the table into the middle of the enemy army to slow them all down, knowing that they weren't going to kill him very easily. He can probably get out of there with his cloud walk, and um, he's slowing the entire enemy warband down, so you're doing scenario behind him, essentially. Um, uh I don't know anybody that just said, oh, I just sent him into melee and killed things. I don't think that's a great way to use him, but I did want him to be, you know, at the end of the day, he's a dragon. Um, he's, he's certainly taken the form of a dragon. Uh, so uh, when he does bite, it's obviously worth taking notice of. Plus four with yeah. Pierce and Sharp is very good. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think using him as a melee model is what you want to do. Um and yeah, finally, somebody, some other people just said that uh, Tsunami uh, is, is a, again, a, a fantastic scenario thing. So you can keep him back. And then if you're scoring on turns two, four and six, he goes forward on those turns, moves people out of the way. They struggle to get back because of incoming tide. And you send your light-footed guys in to, to, to win on scenario, basically. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, there's, there's uh, nobody used him quite the same way. He did definitely get toned down a lot. Um, uh, at one point, he wasn't a Kami. Uh, and I think that's one of the main balancing things because now he's not quite good enough in melee or at shooting to, to do them without spending. So you have to spend that key. As soon as you spend more than three, he's reduced in wounds. So you're reducing his, uh, his effectiveness overall. And if you like, if you do two shots on a turn and boost both of them, then next turn he's down three because he's only going to get three back, and maybe that's an opportunity for somebody to kill him while he's only on seven health rather than than ten. Um, and the same with his feet or whatever else he wants to do, he can boost all of his stats. And you know, if you want to go fast and and get somewhere and then tsunami, you can do that, but then he's vulnerable. And I think that was that uh, that happened midway through the uh, the playtest. 
and I think that's what balanced him basically. I think without um, when he just had wounds, I think he was uh, he was far too good. So uh, yeah, the, the the if you're playing against him, the thing to do is watch what he does every turn. As soon as he spends too much, that's your opportunity. You've got to go in and and get him. It's, it's uh, really interesting because it we we were sort of talking after the game, and I said to Darren, I thought he was he needed to push his luck a bit more and force, and and do that kind of like boost a bit more with tidal force or or whatever um, to to kind of get the value out of him. Um, yeah, but, but I, they, I think I didn't right, know how much I could push him. Basically, I, th- I think it's going to be a, it's a bit of a especially with Batu going around as well. You were kind of a bit wary <laughs> of getting a, <laughs> uh, an arrow. Uh, so, um, but uh, yeah, it's really interesting kind of resource management side to, to him. Yeah. Um, so it, it just means he's just got a lot going on. Yeah, I, the the last thing you want to do as well is take him for thirty rice and not use him enough, and then at the end of it, go well, well, he lived, but. You know, I was 30 rice that could have been three other models that might have done a lot more because yeah. I wasn't afraid to lose them. Because to do so, stuff by inherently to do stuff, he has to he has to sort of expose himself a little bit. And um, like you said, that that's that's kind of the interesting dynamic about him. Um, I, I, I guess I was looking at him as well. Like obviously, uh, Pathfinder is a is a great um, or Lightfooter, sorry, is a great way to to sort of try to counter him because at least you can get hold of him. Um, if you haven't, you, you really are struggling uh, to, to deal with him, at least late game. So I guess like, I don't know if you had any feedback, but it almost felt to me that you can't really ignore something like this, um, but it's quite hard just to just to take on early in the game where there's support, you know, Kaizoku and things like that around him. So I was kind of a bit of a dilemma, really. Do I go in really like, uh, aggressive early on in the game, try to take him out before before he's making a massive um, zone of difficult terrain, or or do I kind of like um, uh, do do I kind of like uh, try to take on the support the force at large and uh, and then and then turn my attention to him and it's really difficult and I think tsunami is why it's difficult because um, like if he was just like tired of forcing people around, then you could probably you could probably say okay that can go on for a bit. But um, like you said, the ability just to reset the table and reposition a good chunk of your force is is super powerful. So I don't know if you had any feedback around kind of tactics to 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 play against him with people who are sort of favouring to take him on early on or or, or leaving him to later on or or. Uh, just... I, I, I like so much in the game. I think the answer is probably it depends. But yeah. um, in in general terms, I think uh, you're you need to essentially make sure your threats are in range all the time. Uh, my I I only got to play with him a couple of times, but my preferred way of dealing with him was to have something that you know could do, even if not kill him, do a huge chunk of damage. Yeah. Uh, so um, Buzen Ball is a good one. He can ignore his cover, and he's huge. So he's if he shoots him, he's going to do a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can protect him in various ways, but uh, if you have Buzen Ball where he can react and say, "Ah, you've overstepped this turn. I can probably shoot you for those seven damage," and you just do it, then um, they're not going to use him as much. And so I kept him under control and yeah the, the the incoming tide does become a problem but i kept him under control by having the threats 
visible and making sure my opponent knew that if he used more than three key in a turn, I could probably kill him, whether that was with um, uh, Buzenbo, Masterinos, or, or whatever else. Um, the uh, the Wolf Archer that gets powerful attacks is also quite good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice, yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, they, that way I sort of controlled him by saying, yeah, he can do stuff, but he's probably not quite doing 30 rice worth of stuff because if you do commit him to to use his full potential i'm gonna i'm in a good position to to just kill him and then you've lost your 30 rice um so it's it's a bit of mind games as well because um i stop looking at him sometimes and thinking even if he does it this turn i probably won't be able to kill him but my opponent doesn't know that so (laughs) i'll just i'll just pretend like this guy's uh, this guy's got everything he needs and um Hopefully my opponent won't uh, won't notice, and they'll not try and overextend with him this turn, where I I don't really have any counter. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, that's that's been my technique. Um, I'm sure if somebody wants to play alphas into him, they'll just say apply Rashka. Um, if you can get Rashka to him before that incoming tide becomes too much of a problem, then Rashka will probably kill him because Rashka will probably kill anything. um yeah uh so uh there probably are different ways but that that was my my favorite way was just making sure that he was uh limited in what he could actually do yeah that that makes sense i i think um from a young player perspective he he's definitely adds an awful lot to the faction and i i I think like um it is quite exciting to see which way it sounds like to be honest there's lots of viable ways of playing him actually and because um, he's a bit of a weird one from my perspective just because he he's got a believer synergizes really well with Shanguja and he also has some synergies with the light footed uh, that you get in uh, several jung profiles which is quite handy uh, but not all of them and so uh, he also get uh, uh, has some synergies with Water Kami, which you know I can, I can imagine him suiting a force that has Kami as Silt really well, for example, um, or um, you know just a Water Kami. Uh, yeah, you know I think that both of those would be brilliant with him. Um, but on, on the other hand, he I could also see him being a bit of a nuisance to certain models like Diori would absolutely hate him. I imagine because he's he's there to shoot a gun and he's unstable so it seems like you've got to be a little bit careful of uh, what you do put into the list with him um, just that you don't accidentally <laughs> put something in that you know wants to shoot a lot and he starts giving the enemy cover and stuff like that yeah a jury especially because he wants to shoot somebody very close so they'd have to be near your lines and then he sort of walks up and he's got a counter-attack piece somebody will come at you then you'll go and shoot them in the face from very close range with jury um and yeah they're almost definitely going to have cover if this guy's on the table yeah. uh, <clears throat> you will notice though that um the uh the miyakomo girls they all have light footed so uh they combo with him in several ways there's a lot of synergy there um obviously he's giving them believer they have light footed to get around his um uh Incoming Tide, uh, the Believer really helps if you want to uh, make the Sharks work with Blood in the Water because she can boost her 
T-Stat as well as casting the feet for cheaper. Oh, yeah, so, nice. okay. yeah, so for the same price as it usually costs to use Blood in the Water, she can cast it and boost her key by one with Believer, which is really nice. Um, uh, so, yeah, if you want to bring a shark, he, he by proxy enables sharks, um, especially Arata, who's super cheap. He's uh, a ridiculously low rice cost. Yeah. And um, his downside usually is that he has to activate before you can get bleed on anything. And with Blood in the Water, with it being active, and she can become a key three model while casting it, uh, it makes it quite reliable, and she can do it before he has to charge somebody. Well, that sounds interesting because I'm I'm actually a really big fan of the uh, shark men. I mean, I, I have had terrible success with them, but I, I like <laughs> them anyway. So um, yeah, I'm definitely only because you've run them at Minamoto, and that's oh yeah, yeah never, no. that's never a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a bad matchup. That was a bad day for the shark men. Uh, but yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. Um, I I definitely like to explore that. Um, yeah, I think that's what I really like about him too. So I, I think um, he'll be the focal point of. I think he could be the focal point of multiple different John Wall bands or just different tactics, to be honest. Um, yeah, he, he seems really versatile. And um, I mean, I, I would I would like to see if I could fit him into Queen of the Waves because for the that um, um, starting phase... Um, the place. Yeah, that could be quite yeah. nice with these tsunami. It's this, you know, um, might be a bit of a tight squeeze, though. Um, so not not sure if it would work out, but the place is always nice with Tsunami. So one of the other downsides to him is that he is on that big 60 mil base and uh, the terrain is designed so that you can always get a 50 mil base through everything. So his base is is intentionally a downside for him. Yeah. Um, he, he's supposed to be difficult to... Like, you can hide from him between terrain, basically. Um, if you really are having trouble with him, Spirit Catcher Wind Chime is amazing because yeah. that area, uh, he can't move or be placed within two inches of it. And that can cover a nice big area whilst also other terrain is stopping. Just like, He's got cloud walk, so he can go over terrain, but he can't just put his base physically down between two buildings that are less than 60 mil apart. Mm -hmm. So yeah. There, there's, uh, yeah, if, if you are having trouble, that's a two rice option that is... Uh, a big six inch bubble that he can't ever go in and use the other terrain to help um, help just block where he can actually land. Uh, that's yeah, that's currently intentionally the uh, the terrain rules are designed to allow maximum mobility for 50 mil bases. As soon as you go above that, then you're too big to run around inside a city or you can be people can hide from you amongst bamboo and trees and things. So it's more difficult to get your base on the table yeah. you're much more restricted I mean, one of the ways uh, I tend to try to deal with Tsunami uh, is, is through train as well just thinking about um, setting up the train so if I know a Tsunami is going to happen in the game that's uh, like around the, the, the zones or something like that that I'll hopefully like not go too far and I'll hit something uh, that will stop my movement <laughs> um, so it's, it's really interesting like how you can counter uh, models like this through um, through discipline terrain down, that's going to kind of be annoying because they won't be able to to land, you know, in the in the optimal situation, and uh, and and yeah, um, that 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 can be quite effective. Um, 
I, I guess because of his size, so he's also got he's he, the, the whole turret thing going on. He can he can see most things. He can shoot over most things as well. Um, so it adds another dimension to the game, um, which uh, which which is rarely seen. Um, he's, 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 he's got pretty pretty good at getting shots off at whoever he wants, isn't he? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, I have just also uh, in, you know it, it's an interesting little tidbit, but uh, Najibu is actually uh, his uh, spirit ward actually has a really good target for uh, against. Against Ryujin, actually, because <laughs> um, normally Kami aren't, you know, I guess there are some other nasty Kami in the game, but um, yeah, that would be super handy, actually, if you didn't want Ryujin to get near you. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, he does, he does, he's an awesome model, though, and he's got some very interesting rules. Uh, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun to, to paint up and a lot of fun to explore. What, what goes well with him and what I'm going to do with him on the table. Um, so, yeah, look, looking forward to that. Yeah, I like some of the thematic parts of him as well. Um, we put some of them on the Miyakomo Shugenja. Um, but, uh, like, for example, their, their ranged attacks have um, Dragon Forceback, which yeah. means that uh, the attacker moves as well as the defender. And that's supposed to mimic a tide going in or out. Um uh, there's, a, there's a few. He has it for his, his melee as well, um, and uh, yeah, there's the immunity to fire, obviously. Uh, and I, I do like that these things sort of come together with the um, the Shugenja, who were obviously in the last edition, sort of been around for for years, uh, but they they really sort of show up and show the the synergies between the two and the similarities between the two. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it'll be great. I mean, any any future Sea Witches are just going to be super interesting as well now. Um, well, I mean, they're already interesting, but uh, yeah. One of the interesting things about, we usually do these in threes. Um, so we've got Asami and Korra at the moment. And uh, like we did for the uh, Ito and the Minamoto. And uh, there's another one, I'm sure there is, but the... The Miyakomo um, have only got the two two key versions, whereas usually there's three, and one of them will be like the senior one with three key. Uh, the one with three, uh, with the believer, and maybe three good offensive opposed key feats. Um, if uh, if we ever do the third one, will be a really good. Um, a, a, that that'll be daunting to to come up against, I think, because she's much more likely to get those feats off. She's getting them all cheaper. She can boost her, her stat as well to up to four. So she can pretty much get those off on anybody. Um, so if the third Sea Witch comes out, then that's um, that's a great combo to start with. Yeah, that sounds good. That would be a good <clears> thing, yeah. I mean, I mean is, uh, um, is, is Cora, I guess, um, uh, I guess she'll be released at some point, I suppose. Um, I mean, she, 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 she's definitely one that I'm looking forward to as well. Um, uh, after, after playing testing with her, she seemed really good. Um, yes, Cora uh, uh, Hitokuchi leads Shark, um, and I think there were two other models. Oh, there's a, a new Rose, uh, and they were all their cards were sent off at the same time. So they, uh, I don't know when the release date is, but it's not. 
uh, can't be that far off uh, after these ones. So those cards have been printed, I think. I, 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 I really like my roses, so that's exciting for me. Um, so uh, Darren's had his Ryujin, so that's... that's, that's <laughs> I need my great white shark now. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, definitely been sport with centerpiece models, actually. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's been very good to be, good time to be a young player. I bet I'm just going to get the model to paint it, which uh, is, is a bit indulgent, but uh, uh, maybe I'll be able to buy some. I've probably got lots of Ron and stuff I could throw in for a junglist, actually. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> just a ragtag bunch. But uh, I just think it's, it's a really cool model. So uh, Yeah, it's almost daunting to paint, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's, um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a good go. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually I'm considering paying uh, Chris Hales to paint mine because this was amazing for the studio. I don't know how much we paid him for it, but uh, <laughs> I might see if he'll yeah. do mine as well. Yeah, that 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 that's definitely set a high bar, hasn't it? <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw it. I couldn't. The, the, yeah, the way those colours go, it looks that's almost translucent. It's amazing. It's, it's such a good job. Yeah, that's uh, I tell you now, that's going to sell some of those models uh, next time we get to a convention. Yeah, right. Try to place in a cabinet and people will just come and buy them yeah absolutely absolutely it's amazing um so i was going to say uh we could quickly cover off some of the uh the faq um and just uh and rata and just have a quick chat about one or two of those things and then um and then just uh, saw some some final things to finish off on and i think then we've done a good job of covering quite a lot of ground so uh so yeah so uh, well, we were just going to talk about some of our thoughts on the FAQ and uh, maybe Jason, you can kind of um, give us give us your take on it. Um, I mean, uh, probably from the outset, it, it, it's, it seems to be uh, quite a, just a bit of a, like a tidy up, if you like. You know, there's, there's some bits that have been around for um, a little bit of time and, and sort of known about, and it's just kind of bring them all together into, into one place, um, you know, fixing some of the cards and, and clarifying a few uh, frequently asked questions and uh, and and tidying up the the rule book uh, and uh, bringing everything into good order um, rather than the, a, a rebalancing or anything like that, which maybe you see in other games. So uh, uh, yeah, that that that's how it strikes me. Uh, anyway, it's, it's just kind of um, bringing everything up to date. Yeah, absolutely. I um, I did say there was to be no balance to this year. We just we don't have the um, the data to do it. The the game's only a year old, and for the majority of that year, nobody's been playing. So that's picking up because we've got uh, tabletop simulators. Some parts of the world are coming out of lockdown, um, so there are definitely a lot more games being played, and uh, we've had a, a huge influx of players as well. So there's just um bigger quantity of games being played. So I hope next year to do a little balance errata if, if it needs one. Um, but I've I've tried to avoid putting any changes just for balance in this one. Um, we do have a list of things that we, we've got our eye on, but uh, I haven't changed any of them yet because I think we should just let the, uh, let the meta sort itself out before we try and, uh, and intervene. Uh, there's there's one exception to that, which is uh, Akari. Um, Akari and Patient Crane Stance was already on the list of things that we were watching, but Patient Crane Stance already has a, uh, an, a, 
a misprint on it where it's it's called an equipment. But if we stop it being an equipment, it means a Kyrie can then take another equipment and patient crane stance. So we had to look at this combo as well. So Akari's lost his his monk trait, which is technically Balancerata. That was not intended. But everything else, um, if if it's a change from what you've been playing, it's because we had a typo or uh, other error with the card or the book. Uh, so none of these were changed because um, because people have been complaining about them or anything. These were changed because we got them wrong. Many of them are quite small things, um, and and I I was reading through them, and I, I think a lot of them we were kind of playing that way anyway. Or you know, some things are so subtle, like just the wording is kind of subtly different, um, but you kind of know what it is. It's like a poison immunity and immune poison or something like that, and it's 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 just kind of standardizing the the text almost. So a lot of it's quite quite modest kind of um, clarifications just for consistency. Um, and, and some sort of more technical uh, languages or maybe the odd letter or, or word kind of in, 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 uh, inserted, uh, like for Kamiya Silt and stuff like that, uh, you know, for Mayan or whatever. You know, it's, 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 it's all good stuff. Um, but uh, like I say, it doesn't really change the balance of the game. Um, I have had uh, that Akari combo uh, used against me and, uh, yeah, it was, it's not so great. So uh, um, it's, it's good to see that that's, that's been done. I think the guys will keep telling you something about why Supu needs a nerf, but uh, I don't, I don't, don't believe them. If you uh, if you get complaints about what's up, you um, show them his last edition card, and they'll they'll keep quiet. Oh, really? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. Um, but um, yeah, I get, so I have a few notes. So I think the clarification on when surprise takes effects is really helpful because. That just um, things like veteran and things like that. It's just really good to know kind of when I have to when I have to use my key feet. Uh, and I suppose that applies to virtue tokens as well because they're used at the same timing. Yeah, so, anything that's uh, instant. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good just a good clarification. Uh, coming from an infinity background, we're kind of used to that that kind of like uh, staging of, of of you know just a, a lot of clear windows and and. Uh, clarity around when the window shuts so that's that's great um i think clearly that the passive abilities is quite good because i saw some ideas around uter cards and when they carry on when the model's dead and stuff like that and or, or off the table and, and i think that just kind of passibilities just you know they when the model goes the, the ability sort of goes this makes a lot of sense to me so uh, i think that's how we were playing it anyway so uh so that just makes it kind of cleaner uh, what the intent was there. Um, uh, Yumeka, um, minus one toughness uh, stacking, I think we were playing that as well, so that's that's good to know that we were playing it right. Um, I always thought Yumeka was very good, um, so uh, so that's great. So, um, I, I, one I was surprised on was crushingly oppressed that uh, the, it's time to control rather than sort of cancelling out the control, which I guess is, it makes sense when you think it's not meant to be a disadvantage that card, um, but that does make it quite a good card. I mean, I always already thought it was a good card anyway because I, I tend to run the Star Set Witches and and Uta, so I'm putting out quite a lot of tokens anyway. So, uh, or, or states, so that that that's really cool. Um, I'm sure there's there's ways people can can make the most of that. Um, I'm I'm dreading to see it with a uh, 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 what's it called, Kato and his. Yeah. excessive amounts of controls. I mean, you could. I think the maximum you can get is ten control markers or something now. 
that's get that on the right model and somebody will just concede i think <laughs> yeah it's um so yeah that's that is quite interesting um at least there's some counter cards out there now uh, for some of this stuff so um uh in terms of nullifying events but uh the i, I thought the the buffs to serpent's call was quite a nice one because i appreciate that wasn't intended from the outset but it does feel like one of the the themes that doesn't sort of really shine as much and it's quite a cool theme because it allows you to combine the different aspects of ito but uh i'm quite i'm i'm, I'm tempted to go back to that one now and I, I think that might be the 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 fuel you need to really get to ito kinyu really far and up and 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 really uh get an attention so i'm quite quite intri- intrigued by how that's gonna um change the ito play style yeah um, so the the, quite good. the start set themes were supposed to be uh almost non-restrictive like uh the serpent's coil is uh has no restrictions other than ito models um so that you could buy the starter and then expand however you wanted uh obviously to counteract that they had to have very weak abilities but serpent's coil was just a little bit too weak i think so uh we'll try it like this um it might be that this is just a little bit too good but if it's a little bit too good it's okay if it's if it's very much too good uh, or if uh, Andy Palmer's plan to combine it with a uh, ancestor spirit to keep uh, <laughs> topping him up with key, if that proves to be a problem, we can come back and look at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that, that's 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 pretty cool. Um, uh, coordinated attack stacking. I thought that um, that was interesting. So when when you say coordinated attack stacks, does that mean like uh, if the two swordsmen have coordinated attack of a different type? It stacks with, it stacks or or that if you had say three models in combat, you would get you know uh, potentially. Uh, yeah, there. so I'm talking about different types there. So yeah, if you've got coordinated yeah. attack lone swordsman and coordinated attack friendly, you can you can have them both. Okay, but would you need like a swordsman and a friendly model, or would a another swordsman be a friendly and a swordsman? Yeah, the uh, you only have to yeah the, the the swordsman is a friendly model, so he would trigger both. Oh, okay, so that that is really powerful. Then we already thought the swordsmen were pretty good, <laughs> so uh, that that's that's uh, that's wow, that's amazing. Um, uh, the dead eye ignoring camo is sounds really nasty. I think Darren would be happy with that because I think that's a Bazimbo one. Yeah, um, yeah, so he has he has got that. Yeah, yeah. He, he can shoot he can shoot ninjas now, so that's pretty nice. good. Nice. Yep. Um, summoning. I think Ig would keep equipment. Uh, from the way it's written, uh, but I wasn't quite sure if uh, they would keep uh, enchantments in the same way because um, it was like uh, enchantment equipment that they keep. So would like um, a, would the Rinso basically keep his endless numbers? Yes, it's written now. Yeah, yeah. You keep that enhancements, but not equipment. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, but Ig, because he's named, would he keep his? I think there was something about yeah ones. yeah um okay um yeah and with the ridurata um i guess darren was a bit darren was he's already mentioned it his hill tribe warriors getting a little bit of a, a debuff <laughs> yeah I, I think i mentioned earlier actually I, i'm very careful with who gets uh reduced yes. cost um boosts for especially for melee um and yeah i was 
uh, somebody was talking about it on Facebook and I was just about to post they don't have Boost 2. And I thought, you know what, I'll check it first. And uh, yeah, it was uh, just a typo. Um, yeah, I think uh, for a, an ordinary profile, uh, Melee Boost 3 is is what you should be expecting. Anything that's got anything else is a superlative fighter and they, they, they are not that. Yeah, yeah, I must admit, <laughs> I, I did, I did say that we were talking about earlier today. And I was like, I, I did, I, it doesn't really, it didn't really make sense from background perspective, but, but I liked it. <laughs> Mountaineer, yeah. Key. Um, but yeah, Darren's probably also going to be upset because there's a nerf of Rain of Blues, so he's he's. he's oh, that's okay. I, I do honest, um, yeah. I, I felt a bit um, dirty, <laughs> a bit but, a bit wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> didn't feel right. Yeah, so yeah. that's... Um... Um, uh, but my, Nomi gets detect for two key, which I kind of thought was odd that it was three key. So uh, um, so there you go. Not Some things got better. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I think, I think um, the majority is, kind of, uh, like you say, it's kind of like uh, how we're playing up. anyway. Yeah. So um, has, playing, hasn't yeah. had a massive impact. Uh, um, I was going to say the, the probably one of the bigger ones, potentially, depending on how you're playing it, is the, the Bekimono uh, summoning only once per turn which I think I was kind of alternating between two anyway, just to see if it made that bigger difference. And I think it, I think if I go for one a turn, I just spread them out a bit more and I, and I use more interesting key feats on other models. So actually, I think it's kind of like you were saying earlier, when you, uh, yeah, it, it just makes you look at the other good things that you've got on offer. So it's, uh, it will probably make the game more interesting, basically, uh, is, is my feel. Yeah, we did ask the retainers yeah. to test that both ways as well. In fact, there's, uh, um, there's a video up of a battle report where somebody was testing it for us, yeah. uh, and uh, all the comments were, you're playing this wrong. And in the end, I had to go on and say, he's one of our testers, and he's testing it this way. Because we thought, yeah. you know, it's printed now, maybe we could just leave it. But in the end, we decided to go with how it was intended. We, we put the thing on, and um, I don't know what stage it happened, but uh, it, it did have the text, this feat can only be used once per turn. And somebody helpfully changed it to the once per turn symbol, which meant something very different. Um, so somebody was trying to help and uh, didn't realise that that would change the way the rule worked. Yeah, definitely. I, it's probably the right thing to do because I, I think it wouldn't break the game unless someone took it to the extreme and, and then it could potentially be a problem is it was my fear anyway uh, but i never kind of optimized the list just to summon i suppose so i didn't really take it to that extreme but um that, that's probably where you see things kind of starting to cause an issue but uh but yeah no that's that, that that's that's, that's uh, probably good for the the game in general um even if some pokemon players aren't so happy but uh um i think the Another one that probably is good for the game in general is just a nerf to sacrifice on Josie as well, uh, just because that was one of those ones which I must admit I never I didn't use it because it just felt too gamey um, and, and a little bit too too much um, negative play experience I think for your opposition. Uh, so uh, so so getting rid of that is probably uh, probably a fair 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 shout. Yeah, that was another one where um, we we noticed that during playtesting, and then I think when I edited the file, I went in and edited Sacrificial Knife twice, and then thought I'd done it twice, so I thought, oh, that's it, it's done, and didn't notice that it should have been Sacrificial Knife and Jose needed the, the owned wording so that it wouldn't be a horrible combo with any kind of control. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
And uh, I think there's a slight adjustment to Shoujo getting uh, cultists, which makes absolute sense because she kind of uh, is uh, the one that works with the Birakumin. So, uh, so that that's cool. Yeah, again, uh, I don't know how that happened, but um, uh, at some point it ended up on the wrong profile. Um, but it's yeah, I think everybody who's seen that has, has sort of said, oh, why have they changed that? Then looked at which ones have changed. They go, oh, yes, of course, it should be the one who deals with the cultists. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's um, that should be in the box when it's released as well. So um, no more wrong cards for them. Cool. Um, yeah, and just last few bits. Uh, so Crimson Sky, no more healing. I mean, that's that that makes sense uh, given it's it's a really good uh, card uh, anyway. Um, and yeah, you've already mentioned the Kari kind of monk type. Um, so that 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 probably fixes some of the things. I think I think one of our local players is thinking of putting the the uh, triangle knife with him now. That's the only because he's not a monk anymore. But I I think I'd rather have that than uh, the the crane stance and blockable nonsense. But yeah, I guess that's that's quite um, that, that that that's that's as I say that's kind of like one of the tweaks to this sort of uh, bring things into balance. Yeah, uh, and again, I, I would probably have left that if it weren't for having to fix the um, patient crane stance card. Um, like I'll, I'd happily leave something that seems a bit good and, and get more data on it, but I don't want to make it worse. So I think this needed doing now. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, so I think the FAQ is kind of like um, out at the moment, and the art is out for uh, sort of people to feedback and stuff like that. Do you, do you, uh, have you sort of put a time frame on that when you're going to um, sort of finalise it? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to take it down on Sunday and send it off. The The main part about this is because all the everything on the, the card page, which is uh, 126 lines, uh, they're going to need the cards updating. So that's going to take time for somebody to go and do that. Uh, so if I uh, stop feedback on Sunday, we can make the, um, the actual FAQ and errata document which won't have all these on. Some of these um, things like uh, Harry and Argo's melee weapon should be called prehensile hair. That doesn't need to yeah. be in the document. If your weapon's called something different, it doesn't matter. Um, so there's a, quite a few of these that won't be in the document. They're just corrections that need to go on the cards, but don't actually change how it plays at all. Yeah. Um, uh, but getting the new cards... Uh, up and then uh, well done and then up on the store and probably on the wiki and maybe as a pdf is the thing that's going to take time yeah so we'll we see when we get this uh podcast out um good chance that by the time people hear it it's all uh where the window's closed and uh, and hopefully things are in motion um great uh darren did you have any thoughts on the faq or errata to, to throw in um, yeah, I, I was um, I was actually uh, interested to see Mirage has uh, changed, so it doesn't have base. Not not, not it can be used in base to base by the looks of it. Um, uh, which um, it, I guess that just means uh, if you're already engaged with someone, I think I think the, the main difference I've got thought if you're already engaged with someone, you could use it again. Um, uh, yeah, so. so- 
the the original intent for it was I mean Mirage didn't change from last edition and uh, last edition worked slightly differently but the the intent was if you were already engaged it had the no base to base thing so you couldn't then Mirage out um, but the way it works in the current edition um, Mirage literally could never be used because the model had to enter base to base with you and then you had to use it yeah so. Mirage just didn't work while it has no base to base. Um, and I think we only forgot to remove it on one of the Mirage profiles out of the three. So the, uh, well, two technically, because she's got a Fox form. So we're removing the base to base thing from there and then tidying up the wording as well. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, other than that, it, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's nice to see the FAQ um, about uh, Dead Eye because. Uh, that's something actually I haven't really thought about the um, fact if you ignore camouflage, then you uh, sorry, if you ignore cover, then you should ignore camouflage. So it's nice to have that answered actually, and um, yeah, that's that's a nice one. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just uh, I guess it's just handy to have the um, a couple of things that we probably were just it looks like we were following the rules as intended by the looks of it, which is always always good to see. <laughs> um, I, I don't think there's anything that's um. That we'd be getting too too far off from uh, off too far wrong by the looks of it. Yeah, I think most of these things were obvious. I think, um, and a lot of them are uh, things that we missed when we did the edition changeover, and somebody's just typed weak mind or um, elusive, uh, or some of them were just uh, leftover profiles that we forgot to update as well. So those kind of things are mostly obvious. And like you say, immune poison and immunity poison, I think people can work that kind of thing out. Uh, so I, there shouldn't be any huge changes, but uh, for the things that were a bit confusing, hopefully this uh, this will solve everything. Yeah, great. No, good good job. Um, I, I, I think uh, that, that will go down really well with the, the player community, just that extra bit of clarity and tidy up. Um, I said not, not a really good game changer, but just... Uh, Good to know that we're all playing the same game in a in a consistent way, and if if you know if anything confuses people with some of the difference in the terminology, then it's it's nice and clear. So uh, yeah, um, great. So I was going to say just on the sort of final segment, really, just a bit of a uh, kind of general kind of AOB style um, other things to talk about before wrapping up. Um, uh, definitely on my list is the, the mentioned robot dice explosion uh, uh, tabletop simulator Bushido World Cup. Um, I I think what, what's, that what's uh, AOB? What's AOB? Any any other business, Darren? God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. You, I don't know what you do for a living, but you don't have many meetings. I take it. <laughs> no, I don't. is always the last thing on the agenda. It's for, okay. uh, for people to waste more of your time taking up. Things. <laughs> It could have been an email. <laughs> you, 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 your lifestyle's not uh, bureaucratic enough, Darren. It's, no, it's, uh, I, I avoid it's, meetings. <laughs> just go and develop an app somewhere and yeah, <laughs> avoid talking to people, I imagine. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so uh, yeah, so the Robot Dice Explosion Bushido World Cup, which is going to be on Tabletop Simulator. Um, I think it's kicking off on Sunday the 8th of November, if I've got that right. Um, uh, that just gives people a bit of time to buy tickets. Last time I checked, there were still 20-odd uh, tickets going. 
Um, so there's some spaces available, but I imagine they will be uh, popular. Um, I think there's some cool things in the format. Um, so I think they're going to sort of use an open list format so you get to see uh, kind of what the matchup is. Um, uh, flexible with uh, time limit, uh, which I think is important on Tabletop Simulator until you get to the finals. And they're kind of given a very generous time limit, I would say. So if you're quite experienced in Tabletop Simulator, I think uh, you'd have no issues. And even if you're uh, not so experienced, I think you'll be, you'll be fine. Um, so... Uh, so that, I think that's a good way of doing it. Um, there's also um, some, um, some 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 cool things you'll get if I think you'll get a, uh, a limited edition coin if you if you if you see it through um, and uh, and and participate in all your games. Um, so that's that's really nice. And I think they've got some uh, prizes uh, being sport by uh, Mastercraft miniatures and uh, and GCT. Uh, I think are, are kind of. Um, uh, sponsoring it or supporting it in some way, um, and uh, and our friend Gav is offered to to paint a model uh, for it as well. Uh, so uh, he's a really good painter. So um, he'll he'll paint something up for you, uh, which is which is uh, good if you win it. Uh, so lots of good things. Read the actual instructions um, as uh, as that's probably the best source of information rather than my take on it. Uh, and, that, and that's been well shared through Discord and and on Facebook. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think um, hopefully this goes out before then, and uh, encourage people to to, to take a um, uh, take take it on and and have a go at it. Um, we've been promoting tabletop simulator mods quite a lot because that's been a really great way for us to play the game in in these times, and because we don't actually live that close to each other and things like that. Um, so we think it's a really good way to play, and um, and I think this is a, a great way to uh, see what people are actually up to. Test, uh, you know, in a friendly way, test some of the um, concepts and art and war bands that people have been coming up with. And uh, uh, yeah, like Jason said, it'd be really great to see kind of what sort of metas are emerging, and uh, you know what we can what we can kind of uh, glean from uh, from you know putting things through a slightly more competitive pace. Um, obviously, massive kudos to whoever wins as well, and whoever does well. But I think it will be just a great way to bring the community together and just give us a focus point. Um, there's going to be some commentary which I think we will support, um, uh, so that that would be good. Quite looking forward to, um, uh, you know, uh, trying to commentate a game of Bushido. That sounds quite good. I've seen uh, the beers, the uh, 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 uh kind of. Um, uh, battle report style and that does look like a good uh, good way to deliver something or a good way to try to do something anyway I don't think we do it to that kind of standard but uh, we have crack um, so yeah so that I think that's pretty big news anyway um, Dan I don't know if you want anything to add to that um, hopefully that covered the key points no I think that covers it all yeah it's um, it's a really great thing to be a part of uh, if, if, I, if, if I wasn't doing uh, well I think I'm still doing some uh, commentary if I wasn't doing that I uh, I'll definitely be a playing in it so yeah I, I definitely encourage anyone who's got the time to have a go at it yeah i'm quite excited for it yeah um like gct have offered some prizes i don't know what they're doing but i'm gonna also uh let the winner do a grandmasters model oh, wow. um so um the uh, yeah the winner will get to to come up with a, a character from the faction that they've used and oh. uh, we'll we'll make it eventually and uh, and put it out as a, a model and a profile so um it's uh, another incentive for people to sign up if they haven't already but 
Um, it's the it's the best prize in wargaming. Yeah, so, that's amazing. That's absolutely that, amazing that is, prize. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, well, well sod, sod the commentary then. I'll, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want to do, <laughs> but no, that's uh, yeah, obviously, you've still uh, got to win, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's an amazing prize. I'm on my own now, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no, cool. So, um, yeah, and like we've got some ideas about trying to do another competition. Um, we're thinking of maybe doing a painting competition, so we'll work on the details. But with Ryujin on the horizon, what we, what, what we were thinking of is just doing a, a friendly kind of painting competition, but allowing anyone to do any kami and, and, and trying to get people to send their photos in and, and things like that. Um, so by, by allowing it to be any kami, then anyone could kind of participate because kami are kind of very accessible models to paint and uh, you can still do some very interesting uh, effects on them because they're elemental. Um, and obviously, if someone wants to paint a Ryujin, then that's that's going to be amazing to see. Uh, you know, we've seen the the pinnacle of what you can do with Ryujin, uh, but there'll be people who can do a different take on that. Um, and I think that'd be that that I think that'd be cool. So we were thinking about that anyway because that also maybe give people who have gone in on Ryujin and it's a, it's not a cheap model, but it's a it's a you know it's a good investment. Uh, to uh, to push them on to paint it because I imagine you'll get that sort of model and it might be a bit uh, daunting. So, oh, I, think, uh, I think definitely will look daunting to start with. Although you know you can yeah. if you just paint it blue, it's it's yeah, it works. Yeah. But you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a blue wash. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, I think I think people will want to do a bit more on that. They, but, I, uh, I think so too. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I would be interested to see what people do with you know airbrushes and washes and and uh, glazes and, and all sorts of things and uh, and different different light reflections. There's there's I don't know there's um, lots of different ways you can do that. Uh, how bright you can make that octopus and uh, <laughs> uh, things like that. Um, and the coral kind of hair as well with uh, horns. That that's amazing. Um, uh, so yeah, so we, we'd see if we can get that up and running as well because I think it's great to support the wider uh, aspects of the of the hobby um, and uh, and then keep that moving along. Um, uh, we have done a, a video report with uh, Gav, friend of the show, uh, and myself, um, Blood Brothers uh, versus a, a Furries uh, Rokan uh, Temple list. Um, which was just really a bit of an experiment, putting some of the weirdest and wonderful models in the range on the table at the same time. Um, and and so if you if you like to watch battle reports anyway, you can you can you can kind of have a bit of a laugh and watch us play a game. Um, it was good fun. Um, we didn't take it too seriously just to, as a as a pre warning, but it it was good fun and a uh, good experiment of uh, kind of these profiles, which just uh, deliver a lot of unusual um, rules to the table uh, and, uh, and, were, and were great fun to play, quite frankly. So we, we had a bit of a blast playing that game. So uh, if that sounds like your thing, then um, then that's already up on the on the content section. Um, so yes, yeah, trying to keep the balanced scorecard of uh, the various aspects of the hobby going there. Um, great. Uh, over to you, Darren. Anything to, any closing remarks or? Uh, well, no, I really, just um, say thank you very much for Jason coming on and uh, yeah, giving us some um, really good insight into these new releases. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of exciting, exciting models to be coming uh, onto the table soon. 
and um, yeah, got a bit a better idea of some of the uh, ways in which we'll use them. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been fun. I'm uh, eagerly awaiting your next podcast that I'm not on, so I can get more content. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, they've all been really good so far. So I'm uh, uh, the the only the only downside to your podcast is that I have to use my master volume when I listen to it. I don't. I'm sure there's a way around it, but um, I'm not very good with computers. So I listen to it in the browser, and uh, it's always really um, if if I have to turn it up or down, I have to use my master volume, uh, and that's okay. the only complaint I have about your podcast. So <laughs> no, that's cool because I actually, I actually, in the sense of I have had one other person mention this, so I, um, I'm going to start up in the volume um, when I export it next time. So yeah, yeah. it's good to know. As long as you're careful, because I've had the other come through where we, when we had we tried with some music and there was oh, yeah. like definitely <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the music was it was a nice idea, and it was like, oh, there's no, I can't seem to adjust that. So <laughs> yeah, so we we try and calibrate it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just weird that the site you're on doesn't just have a volume thing on it but uh, other than that yeah I'd like i say i listen to everything that you do i have uh i've got your i've not watched the battle reports yet but they're both sort of favorited and waiting when i have time so uh yeah keep up the good work yeah thanks yeah we definitely enjoyed it and, and very much enjoyed the the game as you as i'm sure you can tell so uh yeah, uh, and, and we'll definitely be in contact with you about the retainer thing because uh, I think we, we, we're interested in growing the community in our areas as well um, and, and uh, yeah, building, building that up. Yeah, we're, we're just working out the last few technical details and uh, the current retainers will get the first shot to, um, to rejoin up and then as soon as that's done, we will be putting up um, how to apply for both retainers and playtesters. Yeah, cool. It's uh, actually also some exciting news associated with that for when that comes out. So yeah, do do keep an eye out. Nice. Okay. Great. Well, uh, like Darren said, just thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for your time. It's really appreciated, and uh, it's been really insightful uh, to to hear your um, your thoughts on things. And uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure our listeners have, have uh, learned a great deal about uh, some of the, the, the newer profiles and. Uh, and hopefully he's got them hyped up to uh, to try them out themselves. Yep, yeah. and uh, it's a, it's another voice as well, which is something we, we really do need is a problem. <laughs> We're having two twins on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a running joke that there's any issue, just one of us. And, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it is very well edited. So. <laughs> Uh, when when the conventions open up again, I'm sure we'll see you and we'll confirm that there are in fact two of you. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, everybody can keep their suspicions. <laughs> two lone podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, on that note, thanks a lot, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, hope you really enjoyed the episode as much as we did. Uh, thanks again for Jason for uh, taking the time to come join us today. Um, that, that's been great. And uh, yeah, let's, let's leave it there. Thanks, everyone. Cool. Thanks. Yep. <laughs>